Bless your beautiful hide. This move is like no others. If you want a wife, then threaten her life. It's seven brides for seven brothers. On a very special review of you. <laughs> Bless your beautiful heart, no matter who you be. Chelsea, grab a chair and there. Hey, look, it's JT. I think you redlined a couple times on that one. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes and we're being joined by one small town lady. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, sorry, you're Medium a lady town. of the world. Yeah, I'm a lady of the world. <laughs> a well-traveled lady. Yeah, more than your mountain folk from the movie. Why don't you crack that right into the microphone? <laughs> it wasn't loud chops. enough. It wasn't loud enough. I'll, uh, go, I'll go get another one. We, <laughs> we are continuing our singing out the summer with Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. A.K.A. Yeah. Brigadoon. My pick for <laughs> this pick. whole thing we got going on here uh that's coming up later <laughs> in the episode didn't even introduce oh yeah yourself. hey i'm troy <laughs> to the max extreme what's with this guy yeah Jesus what the hell Christ. i'm a lonesome polecat <laughs> i have no words hey, hey no words make sure to do it in the microphone <laughs> yeah 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 sorry that was a long reach oh yeah i'm chelsea danger chelsea danger join in for a segment or just a part of the show, For probably. as long as I want. Yeah. And then I promptly just disappear into the night. <laughs> Until Perfect. we start getting real sexist in this uh, review. Well, that might come to bite us in the butt. Um, <laughs> bite you in the balls, some may say. Some. You, specifically. <laughs> um, all right, so we what we got going on today, we're still, we're still singing out the summer. Six it was my pick. Seven, sorry, I'm all flustered now. I don't know why. Is it because I'm so pretty? Yeah. It's hot. That You don't you, even say yes to humor me. <laughs> it's hot. You're like, you came in here. You rattled hot. the chains. <laughs> I'm like Jacob Marley make, over here. For, for you, Chelsea, I will say that you're looking rather boner-inducing this evening. Thank you. Oh, come on. Man. I'm right here. Yeah, all you said was... <laughs> don't worry, Troy. You're boner-inducing, too. Oh, thank oh, you. He always is, right? <laughs> it's the sweat. I the just, glistening it's sweat. My, just with the two of you in the room, I, I'm... Fighting very hard to keep it in my pants. <laughs> Does it normally like escape without you knowing? Mm-hmm. Like you have to hold it back. It's Slytherin. It's sneaky. Slytherin. The house of Slytherin. <laughs> it's a, it's Joel's sneak. pants is the house of Slytherin it's over here. Snake. snake over there. Sneaky snake. Sneaky snake. Um, Donkey basketball, so why, eh? Why don't we get to the show? Uh, so we got some great news. Hey, to all of our Spotify listeners out there. Uh, this ever is since, actually huge. Ever since jumping to Spotify, you know a lot huger of than my found escaping off. penis. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> ever since uh, jumping onto Spotify, a lot of Woo. people have found us and want to do something up top. We actually received a letter. What? Oh my God. That's right. So Mail, scream. <laughs> Mail scream. Mail <laughs> scream. <laughs> Got it. Mail scream. Mail scream. I wish you could have captured the click click on the mouse pad. You probably did. It, click clack, click clack. I want nothing click, but that. Um, we uh, fo- uh, uh, gained a new listener. Uh, first name Judith, last name 
I know it, but I'm going to withhold it because I respect people's privacy. Look at you, getting off. Getting off, withholding. Uh, So this is what Jude's wrote in. Hi, guys. I started writing a message, and then it vanished. So sorry if you get two of these. Uh, Turns out we didn't. You did your job correct, Jude's. Uh, (laughs) This is our second Jude. Oh, my God, it is. (laughs) Really? We now have two Jude's. Is it Jude or Judy? It's It's Judith. Judith. I went on to nickname her Jude's. Uh, inadvertently forgetting that we had a writer in for a while from Australia named Jude. Is this Wait a, a minute. Trick? Is this Jude dressed as a Jude? woman? Or Judith? Was Judith Jude? Let us know right in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just wanted to say I've discovered your podcast this past week and have really enjoyed listening to them. I found them on Spotify by accident because I randomly was searching for the music to Fievel Goes West, one of my childhood classics. Good good call. Mm-hmm, because I remember liking the score. The score was good. It had a western giddy-up theme. Hmm. Uh, instead, I found your review. Instead. No, yeah. No, no. I, settled, I settled for. <laughs> yeah. I bottomed I out. I found your review of the film, and it was hilarious. I then continued my nostalgia by listening to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which was also very funny. I've also listened to your review of True Lies. Made me want to watch that again, which is one of my parents' favorites. I've never seen it. She's from the UK, so she spelled favorites with a U. I oh like that. God. Yeah, I like it. Uh, three Proper. billboards. She listened to that review. I wasn't even on that one. That was you and Molly. Yeah, yeah I that's right. Seen that yet. Um, it's on HBO. She watched it for the first time this week and really liked it. And the room, which I love, and who doesn't? Come on. Who, who I would wouldn't? highly recommend the book The Disaster Artist, which I recently listened to on the audiobook on YouTube. Uh, currently listening to your Singing in the Rain review that we did last week for the first week of Singing Out the Summer. Really good. A lot of facts on that one. Liked it. A lot of facts. Really good. Really good. (laughs) Really good. I grew up on classic musicals like that and would have so many suggestions, such as Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Whoa. She wrote that even before we knew she knew she was we were doing this week. Kiss Me Kate, Easter Parade, (laughs) Meet Me in St. Louis, Hans Christian Anderson. They bring back funny memories, but I may be one of the only people of our generation to know about these films. She's our age. I'm not gonna out you. I'm not going to out you, Judes. Come on. Unless you are, in Very fact, Jude of you. from Australia, yeah. in which we've outed you. <laughs> <laughs> I also like modern musicals like Moulin Rouge and Chicago. I guess they aren't actually that modern anymore, because now they're probably 20 years old. Yeah. Uh, but didn't think much of La La Land. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. I think she's pretty much in the City same boat as us. It's good. Yeah. But it doesn't it does even not match touch up. Like singing in the rain. Does not oh, touch man. singing in the rain. God, no. Um, I see if it matches up to this though tonight. Oh, stay Seven tuned. Brides. <laughs> stay tuned. Top of the hour. I actually, uh, I have actually been very unwell for the past four years with a chronic illness and very limited on what I can do. So your podcasts have brought some much needed light relief and much appreciated from an English fan. I you, you sent that to me in a screenshot the day you got it and you're mm-hmm. like i just had to share this with you joel and i got our first bit of like sweet fan mail like ever that was that detailed and i seriously had goosebumps reading that as your wife yeah it's like that is the sweetest write-in ever and the fact that you made somebody's day just rocks it actually made my day yeah way, way to go so we haven't actually gotten any mail in a while i mean no we had jude for a while and then apparently he must have fallen off the earth or changed his identity. Well, I'm going to call her Judith because people call me Chelsea and it makes my blood boil. Judith? 
Yeah, right maybe in. you are. Are you yeah. Jude first off? And do you care if I call you Jude's? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to call her Judith because that's her name. And yeah. I thought it was a really awesome review and not enough people say nice things when, you know, they stumble across stuff. So Thanks, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we're getting a lot more listens on Spotify. It's insane. Yeah. So, what up, Spotify? What was it? Three hundred and thirty percent from up from last like, week. S- you said like six hundred. I just or checked it before percent. the show. Oh my that God. It went up. Yeah, our listens went up six hundred percent. That's insane. In the last two weeks. Oh yeah. Man, it's Spotify. nuts. It's nuts. It's you know nuts. I tell you. You know what's great about nuts. Spotify? What? When you don't pay for the family account, <laughs> and you only have the singular account, and I'm at work listening to Spotify, and then Troy pranks me by playing, going to play something himself, and realizing I'm listening to it, and can send something to my headphones. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you could do that. It's like oh, a, yeah. But it has to be like and a I... perfect storm. Like everything has to be working right. But he he's done that last week. Thankfully, I squirreled myself away in an empty office, and I was working on a project with headphones in, because yeah. he starts playing oh, I'm gonna, Poop I'm in My it. Fingernails, which <laughs> there's what? two songs. I'm loading it there's up right now. a song called okay, Poop in so My Fingernails? I found this artist, the Toilet Bowl Cleaners, and um, they have Poop in My Fingernails and Welcome to Fart Town, and they've been ingrained <laughs> I, into our family. All right, here, here we go. Here's Poop so in My Fingernails. You're welcome. Get ready. Sometimes I break right through and my fingernail is rubbing up against my poopy butt cheek. <laughs> and I'm completely unaware of what's going, going on down there. <laughs> oh my god. My butt. <laughs> poop in my fingernails. Poop in my fingernails. Poop. Oh my god. Play Welcome to Fart Time. Is, this is oh the other one. God. This is Welcome to This is my other staple. <sighs> Wait. This is going to haunt your dreams forever. Get ready. <laughs> this is what our show's turned into. There goes okay. all of our listeners. Yes. P.S. <laughs> this is all me. Like, I found this, and Good now. God. But the best part is with Spotify, is we can prank each other. So I went to go do it earlier this week. I'm listening, working on a project in my headphones, and all of a sudden it, like, stops and tries this play seven brides or seven brothers and i'm like this is my moment i know he's trying to listen so i went to my list and i accidentally clicked on a song i didn't mean to and so i was like pushing on welcome to fart town <laughs> like clicking on it hoping no one at work would see me because i'm like this is ridiculous and it wouldn't go through so i like close the browser bring it back up and then i asked him later i was like so uh did you hear that uh song uh the country song yeah, as soon as I started hearing it, I closed out of the app and started listening to a podcast. So that's why I couldn't get Welcome to Fart Town to play. But oh, I tell fantastic. you what, it's really, Welcome to Fart Town really will stick with you. What, what's the name of that artist again? The Toilet Bowl Cleaners. Toilet, boys, toilet Bowl Cleaners. Check them out <laughs> for such classics as what's Poop in My Fingernails and Welcome to Fart they Town. a ton of songs They have like poop. seven albums about Yeah. Poop. My God. There's one just about a sloth pooping. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is it a they're slow really song? catchy. No, no. Damn it! We came back from Macy's surgery last week, and in the car, I played them on my phone and just was like flipping through them really fast because we were di- we literally were very tired, but oh we God. were crying laughing. That is fantastic. This is a glimpse into our personal life. What a guys. gem! What a gem! I know. Spotify <laughs> hidden gem right there. Welcome to Check Fart out Town. The toilet bowl yep. cleaners. 
Um, look, yeah. So go on Spotify and look up things like our podcast and the Welcome t- to Fart Town. <laughs> we were, they're listed right next to each other. Yeah, we were saying, back back. okay, make a playlist. We were okay. <laughs> yeah. We were laughing and we were like, we should make a podcast called um, F Town, like Fart Town, but like, <laughs> like, like yeah, like the one about S Town or whatever. <laughs> But it's F Town. Holy shit. You're welcome, universe. Anyway, we should probably get into the news, hey, JT? No, let's go. Let's waste some more time. Uh, This is, I thought, pretty interesting. Director Tony uh, Tony K, who directed American History X. Yeah. Um, He's going to be directing a movie with a... Unicorns. No, with a robot as one of the main characters. I thought it was like the main character, I thought. Well, I don't know if it's the main one, but yeah, like a real robot is just being an actor in the movie. Yeah. It's It's not like iRobot or anything. Yeah, they're using like an artificial intelligence. Is it that chick from Saudi Arabia who has a driver's license, but the women there don't? (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. All right. Um, All right. I do know that it's not a sci-fi movie. It's going to be a romantic comedy. And uh, oh, the no. title is going to be Second Born. So, oh, no. Is a chick going to have oh, sex no. with a robot? At, at this point, is that the worst that can happen? I don't know. <laughs> robot sex is just right around the corner. I, I thought you were going to be like... halfway there. I literally there. thought yeah. you were going to be like, robots are People just are really already hot. fucking dolls. <laughs> I thought you were going to say robots, dogs. I think robots is a step up from dolls. <laughs> yeah, right. I it goes it really dolls, robot, person. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think animal is below doll. And then two robots is above that. Two robots, yeah. Two <laughs> robots at the same time. That's what I do if I got a million dollars. Right. <laughs> Just buy two sex Just robots. Just one, one million. Two robots at the same time, bro. <laughs> That's what I do with a million dollars. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to know. Don't even ask the question. <laughs> you got to put that thing on. You got to put the Welcome dishwasher on pots and pans. Oh, this my This is going to be a deep cut, but like from Jake the Snake. It's like Jake the Snake Roberts from Beyond the Mat, where it's like, <laughs> first it's one robot, then it's two robots, then it's two robots with toys. <laughs> Then it's two robots and a chick. <laughs> then it's <laughs> it's three chicks and one robot. <laughs> Where does it end, man? Oh my god! What did I'm, I stumble into today? A pit of vipers, <laughs> sweaty, horny vipers. <laughs> um, a li- literally escaping my pants. <laughs> Speaking of escaping my pants, Venom maybe not rated R. So says uh, speculation. It oh, may be fuck. dropping to a PG-13 rating. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit about this movie, yeah, to be I'm honest. I'm not super new point. either. Everything I've seen, I'm just not excited for. Can't wait to review it. Yeah, we're going to see it, probably. <sighs> it'll be one of those I catch after work no, right it'll before be like, the show. Hey, babe, you want to go on a date Friday night? Oh, I will not And then you show up yeah. and make me go to Venom. I... No, I would feel he bad. Spit venom in my face. I no, think. Yeah. I wouldn't. If Molly well, even maybe. saw a glimpse of this movie, I would feel bad. Like, <laughs> go away. I like. I didn't treat it like, like she caught me masturbating. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get. Throw sand in her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I just keep pockets full of sand versus <laughs> instances like this. I have been referencing that a lot. Ah, shit! Yeah. <laughs> people throwing sand in people's eyes to me is sometimes really funny. I think people need to keep. Sand in their pockets or for glitter. instances where you don't want them to see. Just a little satchel full of sand. Yeah. Glitter. Oh, that breeze feels so good. The pretty sand. Oh. Ew. Um, 
God. This is getting this weirdly is really sexual gross. in the very beginning of the uh, show. Yeah, so you Venom both are gross. maybe PG-13. I'm assuming it's because the cut of it hasn't been really well received. And, and they're sucks. trying to get as many people to see it first weekend as possible. Yep. Um, that's just my speculation. I don't know if that's true or not, but probably sucks. Um, <laughs> and more movie news, JT. McDonald's Monopoly yeah. um, has been optioned and bought. Did you see this? I think we brought it up a little bit We brought bit it up a little week, bit, yeah. But I got uh, specifics on it. Okay. Um, I think, as you said, that uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are on, writing. on board. Yeah, they're writing it. Um, I think Matt Damon is also going to star in it. Mm. And Affleck, I think, is just going to produce or direct one of the two. Oh, nice. A dirt bag in the background. Um, but it was also uh, the highest bidding record ever Jesus. for a film. What? Yeah. So, like, I looked up the stats on this. So, it was optioned for $350,000 with an additional million if adapted to the big screen. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like a whole lot. And then I read, like, the usual fees for scripts like this cost $1,000. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. So, they really wanted to get on this. And not only did... Affleck and uh, Matt Damon's production company go in on this. Also, 20th Century Fox did. And I'm like, isn't Fox being sold? So, like, why would they do such a huge buy-in on something? Maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're trying to fuck over Disney before they get bought. Maybe. Welcome you gotta to deal with this Town. shit. Welcome to F-Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> Fort Town. <laughs> The Monopoly McDonald's hey, movie. Hey, I totally yeah. have some guys who would love to do the yeah, soundtrack. We got we to gotta t- <laughs> timestamp this podcast <laughs> so we have the rights, intellectual rights. Yep. Um, so that's all I got for that. I just found it very surprising that that was a very drastic jump in price. Wow. The last bit of movie or movie news, kind of movie news, movie pass. Uh, that's still man. a thing anymore? It's man. hanging it's in there by a thread. By a thread. Like, I just I, wanted to go out of business so I make sure that it's not charging me anymore. Because I've heard some horror stories where they yeah, like, like they're fucking people over. Seriously? Like, yeah. Yeah, like you you uh you'll cancel it and then they'll like re up your subscription without you knowing. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. just want them to I want them to go out of business as fast as possible. Have they kept charging you? I I just did it this month, so I don't. Oh. Know, they, they they've charged me for this month, but I don't know what what's gonna happen next month. And then oh god, I just I didn't even think about the people who bought like a year subscription. Oh god, those poor people. <laughs> and then so here's this: I got a quarterly quarterly loss for them. Got the numbers. Yeah, doing a lot of numbers on this. Hit app. us with the deets. You got it. Here's some deets. Had a quarterly loss of 127 million dollars. <laughs> And is now also being sued by shareholders due to material rip misrepresentation and omissions. So they knew essentially that this was going to be a loss leader of a business and didn't really tell that to its shareholders, which I don't see how if they were smart enough to invest that they would be smart enough to catch on. But that was like the whole deal. So they're suing MoviePass for whatever little money they still have. Yeah. <laughs> It sucks to be them. Welcome to Fart Town. That's true. Got a bunch of Fart Town apps. Bunch of brown there. Yep. But that's all the news I got. I thought was fit to spit. It was a pretty slow, slow news week. I well, I might have to look something up because I think the Teen Choice Awards were this past. They were. I've been holding out. You recorded it. Um, I didn't record it, but I have our 
picks right well, I'll, here. In front I'll look of me. up. I'll look you up missed, the. Uh, you missed a top category. I'll look up the things. Yeah. After I get through my news. Okay. Um. Yeah, you missed the TV ones. We didn't want to do the TV. We didn't ones want the we, didn't want we, we legit started one of the TV ones and none of them piqued any of our interest. Fine. One of my favorite shows won one of the TV ones, so Yeah, no. Well, Riverdale, we'll talk about when we get to it. Riverdale oh, cleaned that's up. That's what I was hinting the other day and you're like, "Don't tell me." Riverdale cleaned up. Cuz you were being vague on the on the uh specifics there. That RGA. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're on the subject of TV. Uh, Amazon Prime is starting a new show that's being fronted by the creator of Mad Men, Matthew Weiner. Oh, and that's an unfortunate uh, name. It's a show called The Romanoffs. It's going to be like a oh, mild like anthology this. series that follows a bunch of people that claim to be descendants of the Romanoffs from uh, Russian. Is folklore. it like a documentary? No, it's it's like oh. a it's a scripted series, but it's like you follow ten different stories where someone claims to be a descendant of the Romanovs. Isn't uh, Roger Sterling in this as well? Yeah, like he um, took some mad John Slattery Roger, and Christina Roger Hendricks Sterling. will both have roles in the series. Oh, cool. I might check be that good out. Romanov. It's not like Black Widow. I know what the I know what it is. Don't. <laughs> All right. All right, jeez, uh, you just got salty real quick. <laughs> she is staring daggers. <laughs> uh, oh boy, we talked about not too long ago. Uh, Neil Blomkamp's RoboCop, yeah, might be coming up down the pipeline sometime. Hopefully soon. I'm before that. I'm excited for it. Yeah, huh? TV? No, the big uh, screen, baby. Big screen. It's supposed to be a sequel to the first one, right? Oh, yes, like the newer one that came undoing out. Undoing RoboCop 2 and 3. Yeah, yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. But uh, in an interview, they asked oh. Neil Blomkamp who he would want to play RoboCop, mm-hmm. and he said himself. Oh, really? He would want to play RoboCop. Oh, okay. all right. A little be... boy fantasy there. So, well, I don't know. What do you think? Channing Tatum. I, I don't think Neil Blomkamp has even acted in anything. Well, What's he look like? Is he little? I don't even know what Blomkamp looks like. I know, I don't honest. either. But yeah, I guess you only need the mouth for it, I suppose. Yeah. Unless you get that cat blown off, and then you get, you're like totally Peter Weller underneath. Just Peter Weller with that his, shit. With his Peter Weller mask that he's got over that robot skull. When you were saying that, I was thinking the guy who's on Smallville, but that's not the right guy. No, that's that's Tom Welling. Tom Welling. <laughs> Swelling Welling. Yeah, he was uh, pretty swelly on uh, Lu- Lucifer. Almost a ludicrous. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was on Lucifer, wasn't he? He was. Looking pretty swole. He was swollen. He was Kane from Cain and Abel. Ooh, oh, that. Peter Welling was Kane? Yeah. Tom Shit. Welling. Or Tom Welling. Yeah, we, we have totally. <laughs> you guys are just going down a Welling rabbit hole that I am finding it very hard to. I'm sorry, follow. I'm sorry. Sorry, more news. What do you got for. What what, else are you, you did got? you look him up? Uh, what he looks like? No, I didn't look at no, him. All right. What? Okay. But I'm guessing he, he looks cute. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fans, uh, post on Twitter what you think he looks yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> post some pictures of Neil Blomkamp so we can look at him. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Be all cool about it. At review review pod, do it. Uh, got some more news on James Gunn. James Gunn watch. Oh, apparently Marvel is trying to bring him back to direct Guardians Three. Oh, okay. 
Bringing them back to direct. Yeah. Th- this is reports. I don't know if it's uh, set in stone. Speculation. Maybe. Speculation. Open that rumor mill. Where'd you Too late the re- now, but... Where's the report from? Uh, Esquire. Oh, all right. Mm, Esquire's okay. fairly reputable. The Onion. Yeah. Yeah. Onion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I love the Onion. There was like some somebody post like put it up a thing that the Onion did where it was like certainly. Like, certainly throwing away one plastic bottle won't be won't be too big of a deal. <laughs> thinks two million people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the onion's so good. But no, yeah, that's uh, this is done off of. I guess there was like some controversial photos put out where James Gunn was at a, like a pedophile party. What? This is just. I don't even know if was this, this is really like a decade ago. Yeah, it, okay. it's some shit, and I think it was just, like, done as a joke. And, like, the two major sources that posted it were Breitbart and InfoWars. Oh, so it's sure. like... So it's gotta be right. It's totally right? true, guys. Yeah, it's gotta be just right on. So, Not. yeah, it's just... I don't know. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, so do you think it's this is worth the trouble? Do you think they should bring back James Gunn for Volume 3? After yeah. after all this, aren't there like a kajillion great directors out there though? Yeah, but I mean, this was like out of all of the Marvel movies that come out, this one was specifically like his vision. Yeah, I think this is like the most unique out of the out of the Marvel films right, would I'm be just, Guardians. Just it out there. And if they're gonna wrap up the whole story, it'd be kind of disappointing to hand it off to somebody else, even if it's like somebody like yeah. Taika Waititi who has like a goofy vibe. Because like I assume it actually at this point. Like, the actors could pretty much fulfill the role that they need to do. Yeah. And they could make pretty much any script work. But, like, I still don't think, like, with the music inputs and all that kind of charm that James Gunn would have as the director, it just wouldn't feel exactly the same, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm for him coming back. But if they don't, it sucks. But whatever. I'll get over it eventually. Yeah. That's it. We'll see. We'll see down the pipeline. How does this? How does this play out? Only the future will tell. Play us out, keyboard cat. I got some James Bond news. Oh, a big rumor about who will mm. play the next James Bond. Oh yeah. About this. I think I know where this uh, is going. Of course, Daniel Craig will be on board for the Bond Twenty Five that's more. coming up. <laughs> But after him, dies. there is a big rumor out there Idris Elba? that it could possibly be Idris Elba taking over the Bond. Still in that rumor mill from like years ago. Yeah, but I guess there's like a lot Diversity, of uh, cryptic man. tweets that Idris Elba put out mm-hmm. that might be pointing towards him taking you know, over the role. You know, it's about time. I saw those this last weekend. Break it up. Bring up that good old white boy club. <laughs> yeah. Get him out. Get him out. I know there was like I guess there's like some tweets put out from like people where it's like I don't like you because James Bond is in the books James Bond is is a white guy and then it's like yeah but in the books is also an alcoholic that beats women <laughs> and he's also like moderately just okay looking and not like yeah. a muscle bound freak like Daniel Craig yeah <laughs> so yeah no I'd be for Idris Elba He'd be awesome. Idris Elba kicks ass he definitely and apparently has the, like... James Bond also has like huge hands or something. Oh wait, no way. Do you know this? No, because somebody on Twitter like posted something. I don't. I I think it's. <laughs> do you actually, write? Do you actually, write fan fiction about you? I and... don't think it's James Bond. I think it's Jack Ryan. 
<laughs> Jesus. My He's God. He's got huge, callous, like, gorilla type Hey, hands. Troy, why don't you use those huge hands of yours to get me another beer? I did oh, not geez. know where that was going. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm waiting for that beer to spell, spill all over uh, that laptop. Troy, I got some. I got a last bit of news, and it's a big one. I'm surprised they didn't bring this up in your news. Sometimes was, I leave things out because I, sometimes I feel like I take a, it, away your thunder. It was pretty hot news this past thunder week. Thunder from down All under. Right. All right. So, uh, uh, discussions have been started for Star Trek Four. Yeah. And they've had two pretty big falling outs. Oh, I did hear about this. For Star Trek IV. Of course, they were talking about bringing in Chris Hemsworth to reprise the role of Kirk's father. Yes. And those fell through. And also, the talks of Kirk himself, Mm. Chris Pine, fell through. Oh. So that means we could very well see a Star Trek without Captain Kirk in the future. Look out. Uh, I I heard the reason too why Chris Pines out. Chris Pines out, and now I can't remember what it is. And no, it was money. It was something with money where I think uh, he wanted. Oh, it I, was like some kind yeah, of like fra- like Disney has some kind of like franchise pay scale, and Chris Pine wanted that, and they were like, no. <laughs> I thought it was. I didn't know if it was that so much as I thought that they were trying to do this movie on a lower budget. And asked if the actors would take a pay cut for it. Oh. And then he was like, no, because I'm contracted for this much. Which is fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in paper it's a, saying, yeah, like, on, you right. promised yeah. me this. Yeah. So, I mean, You promised me the world, Disney. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it would suck if he wasn't in it. I wouldn't really care so much if Hemsworth didn't come back because he had such a small part anyway. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if this is, like, another, like, Simon Pegg pet project, that'd be oh, kind of yeah. shitty for his... Mm-hmm. main star in it to like back out on him yeah <laughs> so i don't know like i'm also not like a huge trekkie either so i don't mm-hmm. really care so i like much. the newer movies though i'm not a I huge do... trekkie but i enjoy watching them i might get a lot of flack for this but i like the new star trek movies more than any other star trek that i've ever seen yeah. so yeah i a lot of nerds probably will scream at me for that because how many do you know that would scream at you i know at least one <laughs> Oh. Our friend Pasco is a huge Trekkie. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Imperial you, Trooper for himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Old Pat Masco. <laughs> Pat Masco. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. You slowly put it, it just, together. It just slowly, <laughs> slowly brushed onto me. So, yeah, there you go. Uh... So, yeah, that's all my news. All right. But we do have a bit, Troy. Ah, I know this oh, one. No. I know. Yep, there's a bit. So. Actually, there's two bits, I think, this week. Oh, shit. Oh, well, yeah, I've got one, at I least. I know one of them, and it's pretty sad. I'm going to look it up. So, uh, I'll uh, fire up the okay. Neil's Bits theme. I can probably go for a job. Please, and come back. Chelsea, please. <laughs> please subdue your laughing. <laughs> as we... Uh, Dive into Neil's I know who it is. It's really sad. Man, this is so sad. People, People die. Chelsea, this is not a laughing Please matter. Stay tuned to Neil's, Neil's bits. Not a laughing matter. Neil's a laughing matter. Hey, oh. 
There we go. It's done. And it will be done after we uh, do these bits. Well, while Troy's <laughs> looking up uh, somebody who passed away, I will bring up the one that I know from the wrestling community. Yep, this is the one I know. Uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart passed away. Uh, I'm not exactly sure from what. He fell and hit his head. What? Really? And he died at home. Holy shit. Yeah, they said they're like something about he was convulsing. Ooh. From his fall, and he died. He died from that. Injury. I know because he he didn't seem like he was super old when he, he passed. He didn't away. seem super fit, so I thought maybe it was a heart. No, attack. he's always been like a big burly dude. No, he. Uh, I read a report, and who knows? But it was like right as it was being announced that he fell somehow and hit his head really hard, and that he was convulsing Oof, and man. died from his injuries at home. Yeah, wasn't he like fifty-seven or something? Like that that? He was definitely younger. And I, I know, Thanks. but. I know, because yeah. I watched that Diva show. The that, Anvil, Because I'm man. not in, really into wrestling like yeah. you guys are, but I watched the Diva show. And yeah, because like, his daughter Maddie like is that? on there. And she was supposed to do a wrestling show like that night. Yeah. After yep. it was announced. And yeah. she was not on it, mm -hmm. I understand. That's good. Well, yeah. they did the whole thing with, because uh, I guess she's good friends with Ronda Rousey, so she did like, kind of like a thing mm. to like pay tribute to him on Raw. Sweet. So, yeah, I can't imagine but, losing a parent like that. Like you yeah, just unexpectedly. fall and hit your head. Yeah, yeah really, like just like an out of nowhere thing accident. like that. It's it's crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, huge contribution to the wrestling and community. Yeah, the Hart Foundation. Jeez, uh, somebody posted a picture. Of the only living member of the Hart Foundation now is Bret Hart. I saw that where he's the only one in color. <laughs> yeah, and everybody else like, is in black and white. God damn, it's so sad. Yeah, it Were is there a so lot of sad. Them? There was five members of oh. it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. Brian Pillman died of a oh, shit. I don't think can't remember what he died of. I think it was like something drug related, maybe. Oh. Uh, Owen Hart had that freak accident where he fell from the rafters. Oh. And I hit his head on the turnbuckle. He hit his head oh, on the turnbuckle. A uh, British bulldog died of a heart attack, and then Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And so yeah, Bret Hart freak accidents. And yeah. Bret Hart is like. Just skirting by at this point yeah he had, he, like, he had a stroke so he's like like i think like half of his body he can't use very very oh well God, didn't he have like family. a run with like pancreatic cancer or something yeah like that he had too? a brush with that too like oh, not that long man. ago yeah. it sounds like they have a curse on their family <laughs> yeah well <laughs> almost i don't know man yeah it's nuts um the other one i don't have uh it's actually not a bit but just i'm gonna say it anyway because it might happen soon. Aretha Franklin. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, yeah. She's actually no. like in like hospice care. She's in her right 90s, now. isn't yeah. she? She was born in 42. I just looked it up. Yeah. Um, but like she's being with her family and friends oh, at this point. She, I think, had health issues a few years ago, too. Yeah. Like she hasn't been in good I health. I saw like a bunch of stuff on Twitter like yesterday and the day before, and I'm like, oh no, did she go? But I haven't seen anything since. I thought she like. Maybe she didn't. I just totally missed it. But she's just like in critical, like critical care. I will always yeah. think beyond her song "Respect." I will always think of her singing at Obama's inauguration. Mm. Yeah, that was just like such an awesome moment. Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind. She had yep. a killer hat on. I just remember from WrestleMania three where Vince McMahon <laughs> goes, "Miss Aretha Franklin." <laughs> wow. Bring it back to wrestling. <laughs> but uh, Aretha Franklin, get better. That's uh, yep. That's some sad stuff. It's done. And you get those the the Teen Choice things. Oh shit! I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring up the Teen Choice Awards. 
thought you were doing this this whole time. No, I'm sorry. I fucked up, guys. Oh, Jesus. Fucked up. Jesus. Fucked up. Setting a poor standard. Here we go. Teen Choice Awards. Winner's list. Here we go. We only did movies, and we did this months ago. So while I'm pulling this up, Troy, bring up the first... Four action movies. Yes. Um, We both had Infinity War as our pick. We did? Yes. Okay, well, for choice action movie, Infinity War 1. We're both a point... Sweet. (laughs) A point in. I put J over here and a T over here. We both have a point. All right. Choice sci-fi movie, Troy. What did we pick? Um, You picked Black Panther. Okay. I picked Blade Runner 2049. Well, Troy, I'm up a point, bitch. Black Panther took it. God damn it. Fuck yeah. I think even when (laughs) you said it, I was like, damn it. (laughs) Choice fantasy, Troy. What did we pick? Fantasy, JT. You have Coco. Yeah. And I have The Last Jedi. Coco took it. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Sucks to be me. Choice drama. You picked uh What the fuck is that? I don't know what I abbreviated this to. Mont Sun? Oh Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry, I must have been you must have been talking really fast, so I just started abbreviating stuff. <laughs> Midnight Sun, yeah. you picked. I picked a quiet place. Okay. Uh, we both lost, Troy. The Greatest ah, Showman Christ. won Ooh. for choice drama. Can we not watch uh, that for show? Choice comedy. Um, you put Love, Simon, and I put Jumanji. <laughs> I love Simon. Are you serious? It's right there. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I swear I thought I was going to lose that one, too. Christ! (laughs) Four to one. And the one that I got, Joel also got. (laughs) Looks like I'm buying beer next week. Oh, fuck yeah. God damn it. I'm so good. I'm good at this shit. Riverdale won everything. We didn't do TV. Fuck yeah. We did one category in TV while reading it, and we're like, I don't know what any of this is, so we just said fuck it. I, like, thought back, and I was like, oh, sh-. Like, I was, like, trying to think back to what we picked, and I was like, oh, shit. I think Troy might have beat me. I think he got a lot of good ones. Nope. <laughs> Joke's on you. Toot toot. <laughs> Welcome to Toot Town. Welcome, Welcome to Toot Town. Welcome to F Town, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's me, right? <laughs> well, with that beer victory, uh, it's done. Oh, the show's over? No. It's been fun, yep. guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> that would be crazy if you did end it right there and just surprise people. Like, oh, like, that's an, two hours shorter than normal. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, trailers. We got some trailers here, Chelsea. Did you see any trailers this last week? Oh, oh, the crazy Asians, crazy rich Asians, oh, which I want to see. Oh, but that's already... that comes out this week. I know, but I just saw the trailer. I oh. want to see it. All right, all right. Take it easy. Cool story, brah. I'm hearing pretty I decent things about it. Know, yeah, me too. I heard it's really good. It looks good. I like the actress in it. Aquafina's in it. Oh, look out! I love Aquafina. 
Oh my god, I totally follow him, her on. Uh, I watched all of that click Instagram. into place just now, and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, I, I love went to Aquafina. water first, and then I was like, no, not the brand of water, <laughs> the drag queen. That's yeah. it. She's a drag queen. She's good. I didn't know she was a drag queen. Cool. Shut what? Up, Joel. Yeah, you did. I didn't know she was a drag queen. What did you think she was? I thought she was like a rapper or something. Makes sense. Why are you staring at me like that? I didn't Wait, fucking know. I'm thinking of the wrong person. I'm thinking of, it's like Aquafaria or whatever. Aquaria. Oh, Aquaria, yeah. I'm she was on RuPaul. Aquaria, she won uh, Aquafina. She won RuPaul's Drag, drag Race. She's gorgeous. RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. She won that. <laughs> yeah, I follow her on Instagram. I she's got pretty good. Wrong. I think she's gorgeous, but whatever. All right. All right well. So I don't know who Aquafina is other than a bottle of fucking water. <laughs> Whoa, okay. She was in Ocean's 8. But did you go to the Unite the Right Riot rally this last Yeah, weekend? what the hell? How dare you? <laughs> Were you one of the 30 people there? Oh my god, Google is <laughs> chiming in. Taking very much. I said Unite the Right and Google started listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trump. I didn't know you were a racist. <laughs> Don't make me play that sweet Iranian music. Please don't. Not don't. now. Not, what was that rap soon. song you guys were playing last show? I don't even know. I, I don't it came know. came out of nowhere. It was like, what like, the fuck is happening? I think I asked it to play something, and then it... I think I asked it to play the name of our show. Oh, yeah, you asked and it to play Charm Type, and it started playing something else, music. and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be offensive. Anyway, hey, what trailers you got, JT? Well, I got two. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is the reuniting of... Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Oh, look out. In a film called Slaughterhouse Rules. Mm. It takes place in a school where a beast from hell escapes. Beast starts killing hell. off all of the students. No, thank you. It looks pretty decent. All right. It's like a horror comedy. She was all right. Is it she like the decent. same vein as all their other uh, jaunts? Kind of. It, it got, it's got kind of that um, Edgar Wright feel to it. So I don't know. It might be pretty decent. It's, it, Edgar Wright like, doing it? No, it's a different director, but it's got a feel like that feel of it where okay. they're it's got the definitely not taking of it. Another. <laughs> it. It feels like a really nice ripoff of Edgar Wright. <laughs> uh, another movie coming out for for Netflix. This one kind of has me interested. A movie called The Kindergarten Teacher, starring uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, where oh. she plays a kindergarten teacher who oh. has a young prote. <laughs> prodigy in her class and decides to take it upon herself to kind of mature him in a better way by abducting him oh boy <laughs> <laughs> it looks good troublesome well yeah. he is a mom is uh it's got my hackles up well oh, yeah look out well, Hackle she plays like a plenty. kindergarten teacher where like he is actually like saying some pretty profound stuff for being so young. So she get tries to get her his uh, parents to do more with him and they're like, "No. I'm just going to let him go to school." And she was like, "Well, I'm I'm going to show I'm him the raise world. him right." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm she abducts him and then tries to do like a bunch of st- where, like she I don't know, she seems like kind of like a hippie where she like talks about like, like sex stuff, right? No, it's not okay. sex stuff. It's like she's like she talks about this shit where it's like all all the greatest minds in like the in history were raised by people that tried to keep the outside world away to unpollute their minds or some shit. I don't know, but it looks I don't know. It looks 
Good um, or some shit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm I, I'm curious about it. I kind of want to see it. He right. loves objection. All right. So the well, kindergarten more. teacher on Netflix. More. I think it comes out like the middle of October. All right. Uh, another thing coming out in October is one of my trailers, JT. What? Brought it up a little bit last week, but that Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer oh came God. out. Oh, yeah. And my God. He has oh, so many YouTube reviews of this game that I feel like I've already played it. That shit where, like, you get to, like, brush a horse run your for own an hour. camp. Oh, yeah, and then you have to, like, build <laughs> you a to, relationship that's with right, your to horse. build a relationship with your horse. Hell, yeah. I'm into uh, it. He will. He'll spend like two days oh, yeah. brushing his horse. That'll be your new skinning a bear <laughs> is you brushing your horse oh for God. two hours. I want to play this game so bad. I want it so... I don't even have a way to, to play it right now. But I want it. What? Why did you give me a stink yeah. eye when I think I that, no, that Spider-Man game comes out at the end of the end of the month. Yeah, in September. Oh, I've seen all the trailers for that too. Man. Bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going to be so poor soon. <laughs> so poor. So poor we can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> Call right. me a pitcher because I'm going to be poor. Uh, all right. Nailed it. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, that Red Dead trailer looks amazing. I got to get all up in that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> graphic. The, about you and this horse game. The second trailer I saw. <laughs> this horse game. <laughs> Cowboy horse, whatever. Uh, I'm over it. The second trailer I saw is the second Red Band trailer for the Happy Time Murders. Ugh. Yep. Um, it's pretty much only unfiltered Twitter reviews is the whole thing. It's the whole trailer. So it's oh. like, this person said, this shit is whack. Or whatever. <laughs> or this person said, what the actual fuck from their first trailer or whatever. <laughs> And, like, that was the whole thing. The only new thing you saw was, like, a weird octopus puppet, like, jerking off a cow puppet. <laughs> what is with all the, like, gross puppet stuff? It's messed up. I just up. want to watch an octopus jerk off a cow. <laughs> it happens right this, in the beginning. This, so. sound, this sounds like you're just doing jerk-off ad-libs. <laughs> <laughs> octopus jerks off. A cow! <laughs> Moo! Anyway, so it's squirt milk all over the place. Oh my it's, god! It's nasty. It's nasty. Oh my you god! You nasty. <laughs> Happy time murder nasty. Yeah, you nasty. But anyway, otherwise it didn't show much of anything. I'm not super stoked about this movie either, really. But I'm curious how it's going to be received. Like, I'm not out of my jumping out of my seat to go see it or anything like that. But yeah. It looks messed up. Um, the last trailer I got is a semi-sequel to a Mel Gibson movie from, like... I heard Christ. about this. From, like, 18 years ago. Um, see Danger? Making She's her a grand exit. getting out of here. Um, so, it's What Men Want. Yeah. A follow-up to What Women Want, uh, where Mel Gibson could read women's minds. And this is... The opposite, where yeah. a woman can read men's minds, which yeah. I find far less interesting, I suppose. Maybe it's because I am a man. Because you're sexist? No, not that. It's just that <laughs> men think stupider. 
<laughs> so I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Men don't think good. <laughs> Men don't think none good. <laughs> so I, I'm not like. I mean, the trailer actually was pretty funny. Yeah. But like, I, I think the the shtick will get old. Like, yeah, eh, maybe like, I don't know, an hour into the movie. I didn't so. see it, but I listened to uh, a podcast where they were reviewing the trailer. And they were like, they just make men look like the biggest pieces of shit. They make them look pretty dumb. Like, one of them yeah. was just like, one guy was enjoy like, enjoy that cloud yeah. of fart you uh, want. Just in. fart in your face. <laughs> like, I've never thought that. <laughs> <laughs> and most I've thought, I hope they don't smell that. Yeah. And then I run away. Yeah. Or bask in it and pretend it was them. You bask in your glory. <laughs> yeah. No, that was you. Yeah, I was you shit. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was you. Obviously, it was not me. Um, that, Those are all the trailers I got. That's right it. Right on, Troy. That well, that means we're going into the Terminal Random Movies. We're into the semis. Mm-hmm. With Four movies left last week. We had the last quarterfinal mo- movies tournament match. I'm <laughs> got through it though. Got it. I Nailed got there. <laughs> I <laughs> I fell out of the field and then I rolled back in. <laughs> of uh, first blood versus Scarface. You see, you won, Troy. No, when I voted, it was close though. Really? Well, it it got away pretty fast. Okay. Uh, first blood took it. Oh, okay. Actually. All right. What was the percentage of that? Uh, it was like, I think there was like, only, there wasn't many votes. I think there was like six or seven, but it was like 88%. Oh, okay. <laughs> first blood. I was a tie-breaking vote um, when I did it. It was like two to two. Okay. And then I put in, and then it was first blood. I voted for first, okay. first blood. What, what made you pick first blood over Scarface? I'm just not... I've seen the last scene of Scarface already. Yeah. Because it's, like, super iconic. You don't want to know how they got there? Not really. <laughs> like, I've seen it, and I'm... it Seeing it from a little before Say Hello to My Little Friend, like, that it kind of comes out of nowhere, and it doesn't really... It sounds better out of context than it yeah. does in the movie to me. Yeah. And plus, Chelsea's stepdad has say hello to my little friend for his ringtone. Oh, my God. So it's just like, say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little oh. Anytime somebody calls him. I hate when people use, like, what should be text tones <laughs> as yes! ringtones. Thank you. I thought I was the only makes person it, who ever thought yeah, of that. Because it's like, that's not meant to be a fucking ringtone, dude. I've oh, I've shit. I've met way too many people that have shit like that where it's like, dude, don't you think that should be like a text tone? I like it. Yeah, like, it's sickening. I don't give a shit, man. It makes it sound like it's not even. It doesn't like it repeats itself so often that it doesn't even sound like what it's supposed to sound like. I know. Some people just want to watch the world burn, man. I and know, and that's <laughs> that's them. Oh my god, Jesus. Um. Anyway, town Jerrine. <laughs> Some people want to watch the world burn. <laughs> Soils of a tangerine. What are we talking about? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Scarface, I think, is highly overrated. I'm not that big of a fan of it. And I love that... uh, I love that there's uh, rappers that, that, like, hold Tony Montana up in, like, this high regard where it's like, I want to be like Tony Montana when I 
fucking getting all this money, blah, 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 the world is yours. Yeah. Tony Montana is a fucking creep. <laughs> he wants to fuck his sister, and he's just... And he gets yeah. blown away yeah. at the end. He gets his ass shot to death, and he wants to fuck his sister. So why do you want that? Cool, Yeah. Bro. Why do you want that? And there's like also, people who got like fucking leather jackets with his fucking face on the back, where I'm like, he is not a role model. Also, that poster is in like every college dorm room, and it's yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. Like the last <laughs> scene of the movie, he like sticks his head in a big mountain of cocaine and then gets his ass blown to death. <laughs> It's like guns. That's not what moms. I want. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want, man. That's my life. World is yours. Like, that's not the fucking. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's why I picked Rambo. So there you go. So yeah, first blood. Yeah. So now there we go. So the the last four films in the turnaround of movies, we got Aladdin, Falling Down, Basketball, and First Blood. Oh my. Okay. So, uh, there we go. So, our next matchup will, of course, be Aladdin versus Falling Down. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so then we'll, then we'll see from there. we got three more weeks left of this, Troy, and then we'll see who the winner is. All right. I Do you have? I, I don't want it to win, but I, I think Aladdin's going to win. Really? You think Aladdin's going to take it I think it, it is, because there's a lot of people that are nostalgic for it. But I want... I think I want First Blood to win. Mm. I I didn't. I don't think Aladdin will make it to the end. Well, no, I think Aladdin may make it to the end, but yeah. it won't win. Yeah. But I don't know. The next two matches are going to be interesting because I've I've never seen Falling Down. Yeah. But I've seen the rest of them, and the next match next week. First Blood and Basketball could be a toss-up, too. Oh, yeah. Because they're completely different I know. Movies. That's what I like about this. Is all four movies are pretty different. Okay. All right. We'll just have to see how it goes, I suppose. So there you go. There you go. Aladdin versus Falling Down next week. We'll see who moves on. And uh, it's be an interesting four four films. Yeah. All right. That'll be a toss-up. Ooh-wee. Um, check out that poll up on Twitter. Vote for your favorite. We're also going to have some polls up as well. We'll bring this up again at the end of the yeah. show. We'll have another poll up that I'm... We'll talk about it at the end. All right. All right. I didn't want it to get lost in the end with all the big mumbo jumbo, but I was going to put... There will be more more than one poll up yeah. for the next week for yeah. stuff. So don't just vote for one. Vote for all of them that are up. There you go. Um... So that'll bring us right into Seven Brides for Seven Bros, dude. Bless your beautiful heart. <laughs> uh, debuting July 15th, 1954. Oh, summer release. Summer release, baby. <laughs> With a budget of $2.54 million. Man. It uh, made uh, completely... Domestically and worldwide, nine point four million dollars. So it go. made seven raked in that dough. Seven million more than its uh, budget. So mm-hmm. that's great. Rotten Tomatoes has an eighty-eight percent. IMDb has it at a seven point four out of ten. And the stop button gave it two and a half stars. Out of what? Don't know. Jesus. They don't ever put it, so I'm not gonna <laughs> extrapolate. So there you have it. Um 
I don't have really much more just numerical facts on this, but I did put down a bunch of trivia. Yeah. Um, I do that. I do have that it did won some award, did win some awards. Okay, it actually won for the Oscars in 1955 Best Music. Oh, it won, and it was nominated for Best Screenplay, Cinematography, Editing, and Best Picture. For the 1955 Oscars. All right. Yes. It also won a Golden Globe, but it was for like a supporting actor role, I think. Um, was I it Frankincense? I don't know. It might have been. I'm not sure. Frankincense won it. I was actually running out of room to write stuff because I have a ton of stuff over here. Um, so, JT, what is the premise of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Uh, well, we come across a guy by the name of Adam Pontipe who is wandering around a small town gathering the normal essentials that you would want if you're living on a farm pretty far away you know food clothing a wife <laughs> you know you shop for that right <laughs> of course so uh Old Adam Pontipe is searching for a wife while he is on this supply run for his farm and comes across a young woman by the name of, is it Millie? Yes. Yeah, comes across a woman by the name of Millie who seems to be kind of a prominent figure in the town, Mm -hmm. but she decides to settle down with Adam and go back to his farm where she, to her... Dismay sees that she he also has six other brothers, mm-hmm. and it feels like she's back to her old <laughs> her old job of feeding a bunch of dudes at a bar, but this time it's in a farm. Mm-hmm. So she decides to liven things up by showing the guys to be more sophisticated, to maybe nab wives of their own, but that might also lead to. Other ways of nabbing wives oh. down the road. Oh. That's that's there you go. That's yeah. It. I don't want to give away the big thing that happens in Act Three. <laughs> we'll, I think we'll get it there. does get it does get spoiled in like things that I've read, but I think you need to enter this movie not knowing what the third act is going to be, <laughs> because I I was I was lucky enough to avoid what it was. Watching it with Mo- with a uh, Molly Pop, who's who kind of fashions herself a bit of a feminist, so <laughs> yeah. Watching this third act, watching this third act of uh, Seven Brides of Seven Brothers, she was pretty appalled. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my notes is, um, you think this was written by a man? <laughs> hmm. it, yeah, it definitely is. Um, <laughs> So, uh, going back into this, I haven't seen this for maybe 10 years in its entirety. Yeah. And I've forgotten actually quite a bit of it because I was telling you before we started that, like, uh, there's a lot of songs in this I really like, but then I listened to what the context of the song was and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) this is a catchy tune to maybe a bit of a sketchy song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we'll get to that later. But yeah. just speaking of the songs in general, 
I really like the songs in this. Yeah, there's some pretty catchy ones. I think the the more upbeat ones are more fun than the they have some like some weird love ballads in here where I was just like they yeah, okay, they're, they're kind of generic, but like a lot of like the more upbeat ones I was really into. They're I actually have the album pulled up on Spotify now so I can remember the songs. There's um Oh, shoot. Like the one they reprise a lot is pretty catchy. Uh, Bless your beautiful hide. That's like the first song you hear, mm-hmm. and then they reprise that throughout the whole. Oh, of thing. course, yeah. It's so catchy. God, it's so bad. I, think... I was humming it nonstop since I watched it. <laughs> I think um, the song you're thinking of is "Wonderful Wonderful Day." I think both Millie and Adam sing that. Yeah, At there's one like point. one where they're like in a field and she's just like singing this song where I'm like, okay. I think that's that. That's <laughs> the one. She's like in a field picking flowers and she's singing this song and I'm like, okay. Oh, it might be When You're In Love. Yeah. I think that's what it is, actually. Yeah. There's that one. On the, there's like another one somewhere, too, where she's like, it's just like her kind of like confessing her love to him where I was like, it was just. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, wonderful it's day. just it's just kind of generic. Where I was like, okay, I mean, for the fifties was probably really good, but like compared to how everything else is so upbeat and so in your face, like these the love songs in this just kind of felt like very generic. Yeah, I I would agree with you. The love songs don't do much. They're nice songs, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, they're like, yeah, that's yeah. It like, doesn't compare to like Bless Your Beautiful Hide or Going Courtin. No, Going Courtin is good. Sobbing Women is good. It's got a catchy <laughs> it's got a catchy tune. It is good. Um even Lonesome Polecat. Mm. Yeah, I'll say that's the exception as Lonesome Polecat just because they have a really cool dance number with axes. Yeah. And it's not so much like a love song. It's like um I'm lonely like a, song. Yeah, sad bl- <laughs> like not bluesy, but it's like a depressing, like, a mood. I like, yeah. They're down in the dumps, and it's like just a somber song. Yeah. And it's. I, and they vaguely talk about fucking farm an- animals. Uh, well, <laughs> that could be. <laughs> that could be debated. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I love, like, as soon as I knew we were going to do this movie, I've been listening to Bless Your Beautiful Hide and actually this whole soundtrack this whole last week. Like, I love Bless Your Beautiful Hide oh so my much. God. It's so it's, good. Yeah. And the fact... And he sings like an opera singer when he does it, too. Bless Your Beautiful Hide! <laughs> well, you know what I like about it, though, is, like, he is... Um, I'm, I gotta look up the actor's name. I should know it off the top of my head, but I don't. Howard Keel. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, just... He doesn't have, like, that tenor tone. No. He's, like, a full-on baritone yeah. singing, and it was super refreshing. Yeah. Like, he, like, sucks all the energy out of the room when he sings. It's just, like, <laughs> it blows through your head. It's like, <laughs> 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 just has a, a booming voice, which I really like. Yeah. And what I gotta bring him one of my notes. Uh, I might want to get, get there as we're talking about the movie, but... um. I'm just going to start right at the beginning. So, like, right as the beginning starts, yeah. there's so many things I want to talk about in this movie <laughs> that I completely forgot. So, it starts out with just him coming right into town. Yeah, you have no idea who anyone else in his life It's just this guy named dressed Adam like Ponopi. Crockett. Yeah, just dressed like <laughs> Davey. He's got a huge beard. Yep. 
Um, he comes into town to trade furs. And I wrote down this because I thought it was so obscure that he trades 10 pounds of fur because he's a trapper during the winter. Yeah. He trades 10 pounds of fur and he asks, what do you get for a pound? And the lady at the store says about six bucks a pound. He's like, all right, with that, I'll take a new plow, two bucks of lard, barrel of molasses, 25 pounds of chewing tobacco. I'm like, you can get that for $60? (laughs) I was already stunned when he said a new plow. (laughs) I'll take a new plow, two huge buckets of lard. This guy wants a fuck ton of chewing tobacco. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, granted, there is seven men that live at this farm. But 25 pounds? (laughs) He got to like... They got that that winter itself lasted like what like nine months. <laughs> I think it did. That's another thing I wanted to bring up too because <laughs> later on you find out there's a baby on the way. Ugh. Like, well, we get to it, but yeah. like, so it happens during the winter, and like the baby takes all of winter to gestate into baby form. Yeah, and I'm like, that was a long fucking winter. It was. <laughs> it was because I think they said that it started. In at, November. It started in November, and then it went to July, I think. Or, no. Well, it said it was going to be born in the spring. Yeah. So, no, December, January, February, March. Well, he probably banged her when he first April. got her. So, that's... Jesus. That's so insensitive. He banged her when he first got her. Troy, did you watch the same movie I did? Listen, I, <laughs> I recant what I just said. <laughs> Anyway, so that's like six months. So three months before that, that's probably about right. Yeah. That's probably about right. Yeah. Because um, she had, she was probably gestating while she was showing, <laughs> showing, <laughs> showing the, the brothers how to pick up chicks. Gesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so so gross. anyway, so he's still at this trading post, right? This general store. And he's like, oh, well, I'm also looking for a wife. And you got one of them out of the counter there? Like, he just yeah. came into town to get this stuff and possibly go home with a wife. Yeah. I want to see the events that led up to him being like, okay, I'm getting a wife. Because everyone else at the house seems pretty satisfied just being all brothers, staying in this house by themselves. And then he shows up with a wife where it's like, oh, you got a wife? That's weird. Well, <laughs> I think... Like, I think... It would be very awkward to live in a secluded mountain cabin... With six of your own brothers from pretty much your whole life, especially one of them said, like, I don't think I've ever seen a woman. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I know. These Plus, they're pretty much animals. Oh, God, they are. But I love them. Like, they're lovable <laughs> scamps. I know. I'm Like, I'm watching this. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know why why Troy's mom loves this movie because it was like, it was probably growing up, like, you guys yeah. were like, like, you guys, I just imagine, like, you and your brothers like dinner, and then you guys just run down, and just like, <laughs> flip a table, flip the, yeah, flip the table, and punch each other out of the room. Yeah, and then your mom be like, "We're gonna eat like hogs. I'll I'll feed you like hogs." And just like <laughs> turn the table on you guys. Yeah, that's exactly our day to day life when we were kids. Uh, no joke. Um, so, so yeah, he's also come to town to get a wife, which is, I don't think. Too Very cool. admirable. <laughs> well, yeah, it's he's got high hopes, right? Yeah. 
And from what I always used to joke about with my mom about this movie is that it's very Stockholm syndrome Yeah. Um, but I thought it was like that the whole way through where, um, a Millie would get abducted and then be taken off onto the mountains. And that's not necessarily no, true. I think the, the only character in this movie that I think has redeeming qualities is Millie. Because I can see where she's coming yeah. from, where she meets this guy who lives in this cabin in the middle of nowhere, and she's she's like kind of sick of just waiting on guys left and right. Right. Like she just kind of wants to live a very simple life. So this guy comes in and he's like, "Look, I think you're awesome. I want to marry you. You can live with me in my cabin, and we can live off the land." And right. she's like. That sounds like a way better life than fucking feeding a bunch of drunks at a bar a slop that I make. Well, apparently it's really good <laughs> it's stew. Really good, yeah, it's really good stew. <laughs> but, like, she's also instantly smitten with him, too. Like, yeah, like, she, he's, like, to her, he's a pretty hot dude. Yeah. So she was like, I mean, okay. He is a rugged fucking man. Yeah. in my notes, I just want to read this verbatim of what I said. Um, my note is, so far it's not as Stockholm syndrome as I thought. From my vague memory, I thought the, that he, Adam, essentially abducted her, but she does go willingly because it's love at first sight. Mostly because he's the most handsome man I've ever seen. So rugged. So raw. Pure testosterone in a tasseled coat. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see where she's coming from, because it's like, this is the 1850s. Yeah. Where it's like, when a good dude comes through the town, like, you jump on that shit. Yeah, she's probably, it. yeah, she's, she works at a bar, so she's surrounded by drunks and gross-looking dudes all day. Yeah. <laughs> and then this guy comes in, and she's like, well, fuck, this is like the best-looking guy I've seen my entire life. I guess I'll marry him. Well, for <laughs> the most part, like, he does, like, talk her up, like, talk her up and, like, yeah. talk himself up as well. Yeah, but they don't present it so much that she's just like, oh, you're this wonderful man i just need to keep you in my life any way possible even if that means i have to flush my life down the toilet to marry you it's still it, it they present present it more where it's like she's kind of tired of her mundane life of just working this bar and feeding guys stew all day she wants more adventure so this guy comes through that says i have a i own a cabin and a farm way outside of town it kind of presents like a new opportunity for her where she was like okay I'll do this. I can start a family. I can yeah. do something different than to just feel like I'm flushing my life away, feeding a bunch of drunks at this bar in this town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so the fact that she was instantly smitten uh, makes everybody kind of weary of like, do you really want to do this? And yeah. she's like, yeah. Like, of all the people who asked to marry me, I've never felt like the same as when he asked me. Yeah. And I think that means something, so I'm yeah. gonna go with him. And I'm like, okay, so it's, it's not like an abduction. Yeah, like she, it's this is a really two two way street here. Like oh it's, yeah, it's actually admirable that like she would just get up and move with this guy that she doesn't really know so well, but thinks she can have a good adventure and yeah. a life that can come from. And then even though she is smitten, like there are instances throughout the whole movie, even where she calls him out on his bullshit. Yeah. Which I really appreciate because yeah. I, um, I mean, not to jump fully ahead, but like as there's a few times when Adam in here and the brothers like 
Arkham. Oh, fuck. I need to find the quote because I thought I laughed to myself when I wrote it down. Because <laughs> that's what I do to myself. Okay. Here we go. So right as soon as you're about to like Adam, he does something so shitty or seems like maybe you shouldn't like this movie. But then Millie comes around and shoves all of his bullshit back up his ass. And then I'm back on board. <laughs> Because <laughs> she does call him on his shit, like, a lot in this movie. I, without giving away the rest of the movie, I I would be hard-pressed to say that Adam is the villain of this movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> at some point he is, but they kind of try to redeem it at the end. But it okay, does, like, We'll talk about that, that yeah, at we'll the end, there, because we'll it's... There. it's whew, I had a real tough time with this ending. We'll get to it, though. <laughs> Um, okay, so ano- uh, uh, an analogy I thought of during this week um, of the movie is this. Yeah. This movie is like your loving grandma who do you love to see, but she occasionally says the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> but you still love her anyway. Well, in this movie instance, she says the C-word. Because <laughs> it is not so much racist as it You're is right. very, very sexist. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose you're right. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, as you said before, she gets um, she actually marries Adam and gets taken up to his cabin, which is t- 12 miles out of town up in the yep. mountains. Yeah. And then she finds out that, yeah. Uh, He's got six brothers. I, now I got seven dudes to take care of, yeah. not just a husband. I, I love how they, like... They reveal that too, where it's not like just all of them at once. It's just one guy comes out. Oh, it's your brother. Oh, it's your brother. Oh, it's your brother. Oh, that's your other brother. That oh, you have two more brothers. And then it gets to the point where it's like, so is that all of them? <laughs> where it's like, yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> I, I also love when they uh, at this point when they're running into the cabin. Like the, obviously the cabin is a dump, right? At oh this yeah, point. Yep. it's just nothing but dudes. It's just living seven in dudes, life. and all of them are lazy as fuck. Anytime they like, they're just throwing shit around. Even like when Adam gets done smoking a pipe, he just like packs the tobacco on yeah, it and, and then just, just tosses throws it. it across the room. <laughs> I know, I love that shit. <laughs> like, even when they reveal the brothers, it's done in a way where it's so nonchalant, where it's like, like, to her, this is her first time ever being here, but then it's yeah. like, there's a guy sleeping in the corner, and there's right. like a guy, like, just like, like, they're just like running out of the barn, like, they, <laughs> like it's not like this big, like, presentation where it's like, oh, there's a lady coming, we, we better look, look presentable, it's just like, guys like... Fucking sleeping with their, like, hand down their pants, like, on a couch. Like, who's this bitch? Um, so, I just want to talk about the brothers for a quick second. Um, that Adam, played by Howard Keel, was a singer-actor. Yeah. Uh, but not necessarily a dancer. But four yeah. of the brothers were. Yeah. Uh, four, uh, the ones that played Frank, Daniel, Caleb, and Ephraim yeah. were all professional dancers. And I think the guy who played... Ephraim is actually from was on loan from a ballet. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, because there are there are some really fucking good dance numbers in this thing. And then the guy who played the youngest brother, Gideon, was a gymnast. Yeah. And then uh, the second oldest who got played Ben, Jeff Richards, uh, was not a dancer and just barely an actor. He formerly played baseball. 
And so that's why you don't see him dancing a lot. Yeah. Even in like when Millie is teaching him how to dance and court women, yeah. he's just sitting there like slapping his knee. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I just, I didn't realize that like he doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, besides that, all of them come together as being like one of my favorite like groups of people oh. in almost any movie because they're yeah. just rowdy, ready to fight at all times. <laughs> they're but but I have hearts of gold. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like the the brothers, even though the brothers don't have like big parts themselves, like them as a group, they you it makes them it makes you like them. Yeah, because they they never really come off as as assholes in any way, but they're like they're always like starting fights with each other right. or like doing these really sweet dance numbers or just right. like throwing lines at each other back and forth. It's never like done in like a malicious way where it's like, fuck that guy. Right. Like they, they almost kind of embody just a character by themselves. Yeah. Of just like, you don't really remember like one brother sticking out over the other, but you remember just the six of them as a whole and being like, I like those guys. <laughs> yeah. I like when they are introduced and they're all going through all their names and it finally gets to their, they out Frank as his name being Frankincense. Yeah. And he just gets up and punches <laughs> his brother in the face and then they all start punching each other. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then like Adam's kind of like taking her on a tour through the, through the cabin while the brothers are fighting each other off of the Frankincense. <laughs> still. Yeah. And still. Her full tour. Yeah. Until they, they finally like come into the kitchen and start kicking like, shit. Hey, come on. And he's like, Hey guys, come on, knock it off! <laughs> <laughs> Which I completely love. Uh, grab me another beer, real quick, Josh. <laughs> sure. But yeah, no, I love, uh, I love all that whole that whole scene where they just get introduced in the beginning. It's just hilarious. Um, uh, and so. There's not a whole lot that goes on in this movie, really. Not really. Because once um, the brothers are introduced to Millie, she converts them to young gentlemen. They learn some manners. Yep. And then they just randomly go into town with her one day. Well, no, not not one day. They go in for the annual barn raising. Well, no, before that, they meet all their oh, yeah, women that's right. when they <laughs> yes. just go into town to do I something. I do remember that because it's like Millie is going into town just to get supplies, and then one brother says, I'll come with you. Like, then I'll come with you. Yeah. And they all come with her. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like yeah. Jesus, this is so overkill. <laughs> yeah. But then they meet, like, all of their matches eventually. Yeah. And then, uh, well, k kind of. They meet some of them. And, like, they already have uh, opposition out there because they've already been spoken for. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to say. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean nothing. So Adam would so put, like, like yeah. uh, when I, he was in I the... I even, like, read up on trivia that that was the reason why all the brothers had red hair. Because it was easier for them to stick out when they had, like, these dance numbers where they're, like, legit dancing, weaving in and out of, like, these other guys that are, like destined to be with these women i didn't think it was that it wouldn't have been that hard to pick them out because yeah, all the they, guys are in yeah. full suits oh my god they're like dressed like the fucking pride rain like pride flag <laughs> they have yeah. so many like, yeah. they have every color of the rainbow oh yeah all the and all the brothers are in bright like <laughs> bright double-breasted shirts it's so yeah. weird but like i don't i couldn't 
I could tell them apart easily just by the shirts, but they also gave him red hair for whatever yeah. reason. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but then they eventually do, once they learn manners, go to the barn raising scene, which is my god, my favorite scene in the entire That whole movie. scene is cool. Like, the dance number and the actual raising where they get into that fight uh-huh. is so good. Yeah. Like, it, that was where... Uh, because, like, me and Molly watched it where we were, like, we both had, like, the biggest smiles on our face watching mm-hmm. that dance number and the fight afterwards. Yeah. Ugh. So, I was telling Chelsea before uh, you showed up is that, like, I used to watch this movie a ton when I was a kid. Yeah. Especially just for this scene. Like, all the brothers dancing with the the brides. Mm-hmm. And then the barn raising scene right after. And so I had so much nostalgia going on, and I had the biggest, goofiest grin on my oh face my watching this that I started welling up with happiness. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the one thing that, that stuck out to me the most was there's this awesome scene where, like, like uh, these three towns guy, like, the three guys from, like, the town are, like, bowing to three of the women, and the brothers leapfrog them and go right into a fucking waltz where I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome! <laughs> Yeah, the, the dancing in this is spectacular, and it's not even really that like complicated of a number. No, it's just it's not, like line yeah, dancing. Yeah, it's not overly complicated. But then they get into like some shit where they're like doing like these dick measuring contests. Oh, I love. Or they're shit. like doing backflips off of fucking <laughs> planks of wood. We're like, holy shit! Yeah. And then they even like do like contests where they're like doing like strongman shit. Uh-huh. But it's in dance form where you're like, right. oh my god! Like this is like the. <laughs> This is like the most like I was like I didn't even like turn to Molly and I was like this is the gayest dick measuring contest <laughs> but the I've, best ever thing seen. I've ever seen. It's so but it's so fucking well done and good. Even like the whole like fight where they had to like grab each other with a forearm and they're like trying to drag each other off of logs. Uh-huh. But it's like even even that's done in a dance form where you're like right. oh my god yeah. it's so good. Like uh just for like just for instance like one of the towns guys. Is like gets on like a balance beam or a log or whatever, and it's like jumping over an axe like a jump rope. Yeah. And then the lo- youngest brother Gideon pushes him off, takes the axe, and does it forwards and backwards like four or five times. Yeah. And then hucks it into a stump. And oh I'm like, oh my fuck! God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's so many things like that. It's so fucking good. And the whole time, it's playing to the reprise of it's. Bless your beautiful eyes. Oh, high. yeah. And so it's just like... And it's just like yeah. pumping you up to oh, like man. max levels of enjoyment. I know. They go like back and forth between like waltzes with the girls and then like dick measuring contests with the guys. Yeah. And they all bleed together in such a way where like nothing feels like it's out of place. Nah. Like they legit go works. from like this really cool waltz to I'm doing a backflip off a stump because <laughs> the other guy did another backflip off a stump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's We're so like, good. Oh my god. It's amazing. Um so this scene alone just took three weeks of choreography training to do. Oh, I can imagine. But the whole film time was only like 45 weeks. So like just a huge chunk of this was just this yeah. scene. But this scene is a huge integral part of the oh, movie. Oh, I know. Yeah. And like, then not even it's not even like the integral to the story, but it's no. just but it's it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then after the whole dance number's done, they do a barn raising competition or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Where four groups of people see who can get their wall up first and then like I guess fully sided, because I'm like, yeah. well, the brothers got it up right away. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess you need to also nail it down and then side yep. it or something yeah. like that. And so get that's, him in a calf. 
<laughs> yeah, and you win a calf, old Annabelle or whatever. Old Annabelle, yep. Uh, you win a good old heifer. And then, uh, <laughs> so this is kind of cool too, because at this point, Millie has taught all the guys to be cordial and don't just yeah. act out on your feelings and start punching yeah. people. Like, you gotta just be like, nope, gotta be nice to everybody, don't yep. go out. And, yeah, and the town guys are all fucking with them. Yeah, like, smashing their hands with hammers. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> cracking their heads open with wood and yeah, all this shit. Jesus. And Adam is, like, having none of it. He's like, yeah, what the like, hell's going yeah. on? You're being Nancy yeah. boys. What or the like, hell, you pussy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh... You little fuck with it, you stupid pussy. Yeah. And so, finally, when, like, Adam... Yeah, Adam's the like one that hit. usually it's like starts to starts like picking fights with them, and then they start beating up Adam, and then all the other brothers, yeah, defend his honor. Dog pile on, and then it would just like is this whole, I thought really well done. Fight oh, I scene. know. Yeah, it was really cool looking too because it's like all with like they're using like the environment around them. Yeah. To have this really cool fight scene. Like, they're, like, being thrown through walls and shit. <laughs> yeah, shit, really it's good. really good. Like, jumping off the roof onto people and shit yeah. like that. It's it's really good for, like, 1954. I mean, yeah. obviously, you can tell... Everyone's just going full-on haymaker in each other. I mean, you can oh, tell, yeah. like, the punches aren't really... There are some punches that look run. real bad. But it doesn't matter. But it doesn't it's matter. Like but it's, like, even, even the fight is even kind of choreographed, like, in a dance style. Yeah. But it's not it's not as dancey. It's like it looks more of like a real fight yeah. than anything else. Yeah. But it's still super mm-hmm. well done. I love that too. Yeah. And then the whole barn collapses and then Millie's just like upset. Double yep. tears down the face. Yep. They succumb to their old ways. Those bastards. Sons of bitches. All my hard work for nothing. <laughs> well, I guess it'd be just one sons of a bitch. <laughs> I suppose if you're yeah. saying it. Sons that. of a bitch. <laughs> just one. Yeah. Um uh, before we get, because this is like the end of Act 2, essentially, this is right here. Yeah, yep. So before we get into that, I'm going to go on with some other facts that I got okay. uh, accumulated here. That uh, Julie no- uh, Julie Nima- Newmar, blah, 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 sorry, who played Dorcas in the movie, uh, <laughs> was already an accomplished dancer, uh, but Jeff Richards, who played Benjamin... Uh, was a former baseball player with no dancing skills, so she didn't ever got to really show off any of her dancing, Aww. except for the one, like all brides, like oh, number. Oh yeah, where they're in that. Yeah, they're like in the the house. boys' bedroom. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that like imagining being with them while they're smelling their beds. Good. Good God. That third act. Okay, we'll get <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> That, Jesus Christ! I I didn't hate that song either, like uh, June Bride or whatever it was called. Yeah, I thought that was okay. Like I, I it really did feel like it was shoehorned in for to give the women like something to do. I knew because, I could tell the purpose of it, but but by that point it was so far gone. I was like, okay, no, yeah. we'll we'll get into it though. <laughs> We're gonna get into it. Um. MGM never expected this movie to do well. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring it up uh, when Chelsea was still in the room that this is like pretty tied into Brigadoon. Yeah, because I didn't know they, that. Yeah, because until... the reason why this money, this movie didn't get as much funding as it did was because they expected Brigadoon to be more successful. Yeah. So they gave that movie a shit ton more money, and that's why so, like a lot of these 
a lot of these scenes have like weird backdrops instead of like being actually filmed on location. Yeah, they're just like painted backdrops yeah. instead. And like you can tell that I thought it like maybe it's just because I've seen the movie so many times, I thought it gave the movie like a weird charm to it. Yeah, I mean like, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um so it was all shot on like the MGM soundstage with painted backdrops. There's only one scene filmed on location and it was the avalanche scene. Yeah. Um, but even then, you could see it was, a, like, blue-screened yeah. on top of and the it looked, avalanche. It, like, that snow looked weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, was that real? Like, I don't a real think avalanche? it was. No, it, it couldn't have been. That looked weird as shit. It yeah. looked like they blew up styrofoam. Yeah, what was it? Who knows? We'll never know. So, anyway, yeah, they slashed its budget, giving it to Brigadoon and another movie, Rosemary, that was in a production at the time. Yeah. Um, what, I, what do I have here? For, oh, yeah. Forcing to use the painted backgrounds instead. Um, and then Seven Brides ended up being a bigger commercial and critical success than yeah. both of those movies. I know. That was that was funny. <laughs> Reading that where I'm like, holy shit. Like, Brigadoon got fucked by Seven Brides. <laughs> uh, and this actually was going to play... Or so Brigadoon was going to be playing at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. And then because of such the success of Seven Brides, it kicked Brigadoon out of Radio City <laughs> to play Seven Brides there instead. Oh my god. So I thought that was also that's Chelsea just left. She'll, she'll never know. listen to this either. I know, she'll never she know. Yeah. She'll know. never know. We can't um, na na boo boo her. <laughs> this title was originally going to be Sobbin' Women. Yeah. Um, because this movie is actually based on... So there's a book that Millie brings yeah. to the cabin in the in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And it's about... It's called... like It's about the Rome stuff yeah. that they bring up in the movie. Yeah. And so that this movie is actually based on that real story. It's like a real Roman story. Yeah. And so they, they kind of made a movie based on that... Roman yeah. story. Because they make the reference to the story in the movie. Yeah. So it was originally going to be called Sob and Women, but uh, the MGM didn't think anybody would go yeah. see a they, movie they, called they, that. They wouldn't want to watch a movie about crying women. <laughs> so then they, were, they renamed it to A Bride for Seven Brothers. Yeah. But they didn't like that because it, it insinuated... Yeah, it insinuated they were going to gangbang Millie. <laughs> <laughs> so they... Nix that and just went for seven brides for seven yeah. brothers. There's another thing too where I think it was during Lonely Polecat they yeah. were going to have a scene where they were actually petting sheep while they had the line about sleeping with sheep and they were like they almost cut that line out of the song because right. it was insinuated. like insinuated they were going to fuck sheep. Yeah. Um, which it when you listen to the song <laughs> it does sound like it could go that way. Yeah. They don't mean it that way. And because of my love of the like song, I'm going to defend it to my dying It sounds like they were going breath. to fuck cows and sheep instead of merry women. In the in the song, they say, like, uh, I don't want to bow to cows or something like that. Yeah. Because they live on a farm. They're not blowing cows or anything like that. Well, we'll see. Probably get that sweet cow's milk, though. Get that sweet tit squeeze in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk it off with an octopus <laughs> or a squid. Um, what else but, do I got here? But no, I, I, about I do, and I did enjoy uh, "Lonely Polecat" because yeah. it was, it's, it's, it's a creative song because they actually do like 
kind of a choreography with the axes where uh, they actually kind of hit on the beat and stuff. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really well done. Me too. And I totally forgot about that that number yeah. before I watched it today. Yeah. And so, like, hearing it again, I also just like the somber, like, humming parts to it as well. Yeah. Because this is, like, the one... This might be the only song in, like, a minor key. So it might have also been, like, something I've been, like, looking for. Yeah. Because everything else is, like, a happy kind of peppy. Even the love songs are, you know, like, a ma- they end in, like, a major key or whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. like it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I think there's even a... I think even one of the brothers is doing, like, a ballet plie with, like, an axe yeah, at one point. Yeah, he's the one, I think, like he's just on like, loan yeah. from the ballet. Yeah, like, he's just, like, in the middle of the field, just, like, spinning on his toes. Where I'm like, oh, this, that's, okay. Yeah, <laughs> let's see if we can play a little bit of Lonesome Polecat, just so Lonesome you guys can Lonesome Polecat. Ooh, there you go. Get that harmonica in there. <laughs> I love that. Sh- <laughs> yeah, they just cut it off like right away. Yeah. I love that shit. And uh but yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a good song and it builds up to like what the story is where mm-hmm. uh they're at a point where <clears throat> they realize that because they're going to be stuck, usually like during the winter they're stuck on the farm the whole day because there's like a pass where if you make like even like the smallest of sounds, like it causes an avalanche and they yeah. don't want to risk it. So they're usually stuck at the farm all winter. Mm-hmm. So they form these relationships with these women and realize that they can't go back into town to like keep keep the relationship going. So they're stuck on the farm and they know that once spring comes around, they'll probably be married by that point almost yeah yeah because i already have other suitors in yeah. town yep. already yeah um so this is when uh the sovereign women comes <laughs> in <laughs> Here, and, this is the turning point of the whole movie <laughs> and so adam misinterpreting a book yeah because millie brings two books with her from uh where she lived and that's the bible and this Roman story about the Sabin women. Yeah. That Adam just tends to read out of nowhere and is like, oh, right. that's a good idea. Yeah. And so, like, the book is about, like, like the raping and pillaging of, like, Roman women, pretty much. Yeah. And he takes it the completely wrong way. Yeah. And finds the wrong hero of the story, yeah. pretty oh, much. Oh, they, they were crying for more men. <laughs> that's why they, they loved to go with it. Like, oh, my God. Like, and so you, I think if they were like to remake this in like modern times, it'd be like I don't like that group of people. Hey, there's these guys called the Nazis that did something about a group of people they didn't like. We should do it too. Like, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, this is why rednecks shouldn't read <laughs> because they'll just misinterpret it and just hear what they want to hear. That's right. States' rights. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Sob and Women, even though it is a very catchy tune, 
it is essentially just telling or Adam yeah telling the brothers in song form to go abduct women yeah and because like, they want it yeah and like praising it like really making it seem like it's a really cool thing to do right I was like, oh, those once you once you grab them, they'll be crying for your dick. <laughs> yes, That's pretty much what he's and, saying. He's like, yeah, he's like completely like when you think of sobbing women, you don't think of oh, they're so happy to see you, they're crying. But that's how he like phrases it, where it's mm-hmm. like, no, they're yeah. crying because you're abducting them from their lives. Yeah, after you raped and pillaged their towns. <laughs> And they do less raping and pillaging when they go to grab these women, but they do go into town in the middle of the night and grab these women before they go to bed. Abduct them. Yes, they throw blankets over their heads and throw them in their sled and they get pulled back and up to their cabin. Yeah. Um, The only... I feel like the movie does try to... uh, Justify a terrible thing? (laughs) Yes! But they try to soften it a little bit by building a relationship with these women beforehand. And so the women do have feelings for the brothers. Yeah. But abducting (laughs) them is not the answer. Yeah. There's a difference between a feigned interest and, like, deep emotions. And they're almost justifying what they did by them actually forming relationships with them. Yes. But... Once they get there, Millie tears their asses up for oh, it. She does. Oh, let me let me continue. <laughs> okay, I'll let, let okay, me, I'll, let, I'll me, let you go. Let me go through it really quick okay. because I know what your point is. So like he they tear their asses up and Adam gets so mad at Millie that he just goes and runs off to his trapping cabin up the mountain a little bit more. Yeah. And he's like out of the movie for like half the third act. Oh yeah. And so it's just the brothers and the women now living in the house and the brothers aren't allowed in. They have to live in the barn. Yeah. And it's not until like Millie finds out that she's pregnant that really anything changes from that. Like all the men are being shunned for their terrible actions and they can't be undone because now they can't get back into town because an avalanche has trapped them. Yeah. And so to deal with their That they caused... They caused the avalanche. Yeah, I know. But, like, they, they like, screwed these women into being here. So, because of it, Millie punishes him by pretty much sleeping outside like a dog. Yeah. While they get the comforts of home for for a while. Like, uh, a month, maybe? Like, winter comes, and they're still I sleeping outside the they're out the there barn. pretty much the whole time. I don't think they ever come back in the house. Well, it, everything kind of ramps up at the end once, like, the baby comes. But yeah. you know what? They they might be outside that whole time. Because they are. They are the I think they're out there the whole time. are ha- using their bedroom. Yeah. And so... Yeah, because they're staying in the house. Because... They abducted them thinking that they, like, the minute they abduct them, they're going to agree to marry them because they were like, well, we'll find a way to get the parson sometime later, but we can just do the married thing while we're waiting. Yeah. But then they're like, fuck no, we're just going to take your rooms. Right. So they do. So a a semi-punishment is happening, but (laughs) this is where you can come in. (laughs) This is awful. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they are pretty much setting up that 
these okay the fact that adam leaves makes him like the villain of this whole fucking movie because mm-hmm. he's even he's even come back for the birth of his daughter even when Granted, he hears even when he yeah. hears that it's a daughter he's like oh shit she couldn't have a son yeah like fuck you man <laughs> yeah i thought that was a very dickish line good lord yeah but i'll get on to adam later but the fucking brothers are like uh, granted like the brothers still kind of maintain a little bit of a charm because they are kind of tricked by adam not tricked but like they're, kind of convinced like more simple minded yeah they're convinced by adam that this is a really good idea yeah and they go into it where they're like they don't really realize they fucked up until it's too late yeah so i kind of am, am more on their side and but it does not take away from the fact that the women are still being held captive <laughs> yeah. and trapped in this right. house. Yeah. Even though they're living cushier lives than the men are living in the barn for the whole winter. Uh-huh. It does not take away from the fact that they can't see their family. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> but the fact that the movie still allow still makes it where like the women are like, we're going to play little pranks on them and then that'll make us soften to them and actually grow to love them is insanity well i guess prank i guess pranks is debatable because they did throw like what looked like nasty wash water yeah on them when it's outside freezing conditions and threw snowballs at him with rocks in it. But this is the equivalent of, like, if they remade Room with Brie Larson, <laughs> where she put a mouse trap in the front, at the at the front door of her captor, and he's like, Oh, you. You rascal. After I raped you and made you have a kid. Oh, my God. I've never seen the room, <laughs> or just Room. Um, but that's the equivalent of that, where it's like, it does not take away from the fact that these women still know that these men kidnapped them and kept them from their family. Yeah. It's it's a bit Stockholm syndrome-y. This is yeah. this is the point where it does get to that point where it's a bit troublesome in today's world. Yeah. <laughs> but, or in any world. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome-y, yes, but it they almost justify what they did. And that's what I can't get over for this movie. That it justifies that even even with them recognizing what they did was terrible, in the end, they're not punished for it. Yeah, they left, they slept in a barn for nine months, but they got wives out of it. It's like, yeah. well, do this really terrible thing. You're going to have to go through some shit, but in the end, you're going to live a better life. That's not a punishment. No, but like at the <laughs> end like of this fun musical, I'm not looking for anyone to get punished. For like, doing a terrible fucking thing. I know, but it's like a fun <laughs> musical number. Like, if you can you imagine if you got done with that barn scene and the whole third act is just a depressing drama? Like, but granted, that's truer to life. But then it's no, it's not a fun movie to go to. It's not, it's fun, not fun watching these women flush all their morals down the drain because they're stuck somewhere. And it's like, well, I guess all I have left to do is fuck this guy that kidnapped me. Yeah. So, also, I'm trying to defend the movie a little bit here. When the avalanche does, the pass does eventually open in the springtime. And the guys do want to bring them back into town because they do realize the error of their ways. Yeah. But that is also the time when the townspeople are coming back up. 
and they're going to kill him. But no, that's... I even have a problem with that, because Why? even that's done against their will. Yeah, because but, they're, they're but like, the brothers are trying to, like, redeem themselves. No, they're not. They're doing yeah, what yes, they, they think are. is they're, best. They're, they're, like, trying to bring them back to their families because they know they screwed up. Granted, the women don't want it now because now they want to stay with the brothers, which seems backwards. But they're trying to make up for past indiscretions. What they're doing is they're deciding for them. Because they want to stay. <laughs> yeah, I get that, They want to stay, and then they're like, no, what you're supposed to do is go back home. So then they're doing what they did before, where they're wrapping them in blankets and trying to drag them out back to their town. Like, the the all the women in this movie, for the exception of Millie, have no free will, and the free will they try to express is considered stupid, and the men should be the ones to tell them what they should be doing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's the point it... <laughs> Um, it's written by a man. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, even at that point when like you have, you have the scene where you can show that they have just an inkling of an idea of what the right thing to do is. You make them do the exact opposite thing. And then you have to bring the men back in to make them do the right thing again. <laughs> kind, kind of. Yes, I don't kind of. I don't completely agree with you there because the movie it's already written itself into a corner at the third act yeah. by having them be abducted. So they're trying to make as many hero not heroes, good people out of this as possible. The brothers are accomplices to abduction. Yeah. <laughs> or just not even accomplices. They are abductors. Yeah. And so they try to live with that. And for the movie to try to turn that around by already kind of setting up that they have prior relationships and the fact that they've been shunned through all this nine months and the fact that they're trying to make up for their past indiscretions by bringing them back to town to say, like, I'm sorry, here's your family. Like, I'm not going to say, like, ignore what the women think, because that's not what I mean. But I'm saying, like, the movie does try to fix the brothers to not be as big a dicks. It doesn't do that with Adam. Adam, I Adam, think, Adam the is third a act fucked piece of shit. is a douchebag. Yeah. So, like, he does go off and fucks off in his cabin for, like, six months. Yeah. Until his baby is born. And granted, he doesn't know that Millie's pregnant. No. But, like, when um, his youngest brother goes up there... Gabriel. Is it uh, Gabriel? It's not Gabriel. It's some weird other biblical name. I can pull it up. It's probably going to bother me. No, it's Gabriel because G. It's Gideon. Gideon, goddammit. <laughs> you fucker. I knew it was a G. I knew it was a G, too, and it wasn't Gabriel. Son of a anyway, bitch. he goes up there and say, like, Hey, man, like, you had a you had a baby, and, like, he's... Obvi Adam's obviously shocked. Yeah. Um... It's a daughter. Oh, it's a daughter? Yeah. All right, whatever. He's pretty much said, like, the bitch couldn't give me a son? Yeah, like, pretty much. Not in those words, but then that's the sentiment. Pretty much. And then, so, Gideon actually gets pissed off at him here and yeah. punches him in the jaw. Yeah. And then Adam says, like, pretty much get the hell out of here. Yeah. And then eventually makes it down to the cabin, like, a day later. Yeah. He comes back down when he was like, well... Said I was going to come down when the pass was clear, and the pass is clear. Like, he doesn't even come down because it's the right thing to do. He comes down because he said 
Yeah, he's he, a he, man he did of what his he word. said. Yeah, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I'm not gonna come down to the pass is clear. Yeah, and the pass is clear. Like, and even fuck at the you, even man. at the very end, like he the movie tries to redeem him a little bit by saying like, once I knew I had a daughter, now that I learned that if somebody would come to abduct her, I would hang him up from a tree. It's okay. like Grant. I didn't say ahead, it ahead. worked. Go ahead. But like. I had that exact same sentiment when I had my daughter. Like, yeah. anytime, like, not that I wasn't, like, not that I was, like, an Adam-type character living out there. Yeah. But, like, you find, like, then when you have, a like, a kid that you totally think differently. It's like, yeah, if anything happened to her, like, yeah. same, like even, like, shit that I did in the past, I would probably fucking kill somebody. Yeah. So, like... I could see that change in his head, but that does not help his case at all because now we're at the very end of but the movie. In the same sense, you your idea would not be to go abduct women before you had a daughter. No. <laughs> I mean I mean because in, in this, his mind it's pretty much like boys will be boys. In this movie, <laughs> Adam's lesson that he learns is, "Oh, women are people." Mhm. <laughs> That's his lesson. Yeah. And because that's his that's the lesson that he learns, he deserves to have a wife and a family. Well, yeah, pretty much. That's why I because said Because he didn't have that before. That's why I said that this movie is like your loving grandma <laughs> that you love to watch and see. Yeah. But she occasionally is a little bit racist because it was in a different time. Man. <laughs> but like even so the brothers troublesome. like I would have like this a lot more if like the brothers like turn themselves in where it's like we did something wrong See, let's go doesn't fit with the theme let's of the go whole movie. talk to the townspeople and then like like confess to our crimes and then and then the women stand up for them not that they want to stay there and then the, the, the men have to fucking kidnap them again to bring them back to town so they don't get caught because that's just them no, they realized they definitely knew they were already caught. No, they weren't because what they were going to do was they were going to kidnap the women again and then put them like between the farm and the town so that the townspeople would get them and then not go back to the farm to get them. Yeah. That was their whole plan. Yeah. So that means that not only do they know they did something wrong, but they don't want to take accountability for it. So they're going to re-kidnap the women they kidnapped before and toss them out in the middle of nowhere so the townspeople find them and decide to not go, <laughs> not take the trouble of going all the way out to actually commit them of the crime that they did actually commit. They weren't going to commit them of a crime. The townspeople were going to murder them. They went up there with guns to kill them. Yes! So I can see why they Rightfully didn't Rightfully so, because they kidnapped their daughters <laughs> so in the middle of the see, fucking night. I can see why they didn't want to just hand them over to person to person because they would have been shot and killed. I can see why they want to drop them off almost into town and then go back. But the sentiment is still there. But it doesn't matter mind. because the townspeople are just as mentally ill as the brothers because right when they are about to hang them, all of the daughters say that, oh, that's my baby. So that then they're like, so then they're like oh, well, we can't, al we, I guess we have to marry them off because we can't very well have one of our daughters raising a child by herself, which insinuates they're pretty okay with one of their daughters getting raped, having a kid, and then raising it with the rapist. 
Well, in their minds, it would have been rape, I suppose. But that necessarily... <laughs> it, they eventually grew to like each other. Or at least... Yeah, at least like each other up there. So it wouldn't have been rape. Oh, my God. No, this movie's mentally fucking ill. Well, in, because the, in they, the last... Yeah, the last yeah, chunk of it. No, that whole scene where they're like, we have all the, all the brothers strung up, we're ready to hang them. And then the priest is like, but before we do that... We found a child. Whose child is this? And then all yeah. the daughters say, mine. Yes. So then they're like, well, shit, we can't hang them because we pre- we can't have one of our daughters raising her own rape baby. Right. So we have to fucking marry them all off to the who could possibly so dark. who could possibly be their rapist just to make sure that we can't, we, don't have, of- we don't have we don't have a child out of wedlock. Even though it already would have happened. So not only does this movie promote abduction, it <laughs> promotes rape. No, it does and not it promotes promote rape. It, <laughs> it, Jesus Christ. Because this, it's, it's, this movie's fucked up. It's so fucked. And then after they get married off, then it's the end. Where it's like, this is the most cockamamie, gross scheme it, I've ever seen. It, I never remember the ending, and it does end very abruptly. Yeah. Like, the townspeople get to the farm to go, like, murder the boys, and the boys are trying to round up the ladies to get them back into town. And then, yeah, the priest hears the baby scream as they get to... Well, not scream, but, like, just having a baby cry or whatever. Yeah. And that's in the back of his mind this whole time. They're trying to, like, gather all the brothers up. And then, so, yeah, that's his tip-off of, like, well, who whose baby is this? The, the women don't want to leave because they... They're loving their time up there at the farm at this point. Yeah. So they don't want to leave their men. And so they say it's theirs. And then a shotgun wedding. A five-way... Sh- well, yeah. six-way, six-way shotgun, shotgun wedding, wedding happens at the end. And that's the very, very end of the Man. movie. It's... It's troublesome, I very, would say. It's very troublesome. But it's I bad. Would, it's the lightest ending you can have to a pretty light film. Like, if it would have taken that dark turn... This movie would have been dog shit. But the thing is, is no that... No buts. Hey, <laughs> just because you love this movie doesn't mean I can't point out what's wrong yeah, with ahead. it. I know. I'm, I'm totally... <laughs> I yeah, think the fact ahead. that it is so light and it does treat these very terrible things with such a lighthearted way is what makes this movie troublesome. Okay. Because oh, I thought there was more. <laughs> no, Sorry. Because it is because that's what it is. It's like it, you're you're pretty much sugarcoating something that's awful. Yeah. It, like if, if so if you <laughs> yeah, if you want to if you want to make a movie that's mildly like this, then don't make this. Well, it's <laughs> 1954 when they're making this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's like even if if we're, if someone were to watch this today, they could justify being a like, I like watching this. I was like, this totally justifies like uh, those uh, fucking those like what the fuck are those those guys called like those uh, involuntary celibates those oh, incel incels. yeah those incel guys. They can watch this and be like, well, this woman is not gonna go out of her way to fuck me, so I should abduct her so she does fuck me. It's a good like, thing they just never this leave. This movie a house. is like a sobbing woman of itself. <laughs> where someone can go back and watch this and be like, Oh, well, it's obvious the girl likes me, so I should abduct her and then 
force her to like me by doing fun things in front of her. And then she'll end up loving me, and then we'll get married. Like, that's pretty much what this justifies. It has it doesn't justify anything that the women think or what they feel. It's just, if you keep them locked up long enough, they'll love you, and then you can marry them. How dare you bring up incels during one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh my god, this movie is like the <laughs> incel movie <laughs> no, of the year. Oh my god, shut the hell this, up. This, it... I dare someone to tell me this is not a fucking incel movie. <laughs> Some fucking I'll virgin is watching you. this being like, all I gotta do is abduct, my, abduct the woman that I love, and then she'll marry me after nine months of being locked in a fucking cabin in the middle of nowhere. Well, assholes gotta get out of the fir- <laughs> get out of the house first. Get oh your my ass out God. of 4chan. <laughs> 4chan is like sharing links to this movie. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the bad part is, like, I can't really dispute it. All I'm trying to do is, like, soften the blows at this point. But anyway, um, that's pretty much the entire movie. Unless you had anything else, I'm going to go over my last bit of notes on my phone here, see if I missed that's, anything. That's pretty much all I could think of. Um, oh, I can only imagine when Millie finally gets to the cabin, her only thought is... Fuck, what the fuck did I just do? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but they do a good job of that. Yeah. Like, like, she, like, it's like slowly breaking her down that she has legit just forced herself into another situation she had back in town. Yeah. And I also really enjoyed, I, I don't know if we brought it up or not, but I really enjoy Millie's relationship with all the brothers. Yeah, no. Like, like, like I said, like Millie and the brothers as a whole are actually really good characters. Just everyone else around them that are just real fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> when um, she's actually trying to shape them all up, I really enjoyed that they didn't like really give any backlash. They're just like, yes, ma'am. Like, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do that. And like, I really liked that she was like a almost like a mother figure to them. Yeah. And I I thought that was really really cool. I really liked that. Like like they're kind of bounced back and forth between Millie and Adam as like who is who who are we going to follow? Like you can tell that they're really they they're used to following Adam as like the patriarch of the house. Yeah. And then when Millie steps in, she's kind of like an equal to Adam. So then when she steps in and then gives them different advice, then they still take it into consideration, and the fact that it's working, it almost kind of makes them respect her more than Adam. Yeah. Up until the sobbing women. She, like, gives them um, a lot of tough love at first, which I really like. Yeah. She, like, it's like, I'm not going to put up with that shit. No, Millie's good. Ship up or shape out. Or yeah. Shape up or ship out. Like I said, the only thing where, the only time where I was, like, kind of, like, what the fuck, Millie, was at the very end where she, like, forgave adam pretty fucking easily for all the really bad shit he did to her granted it's two minutes of runtime left but yeah <laughs> like I'm, we were watching it and molly was like if you like i would not accept an apology unless you were on your hands and knees sobbing <laughs> Sob- begging begging me <laughs> sobbing sobbing yeah <laughs> Like I would, I would not take an apology past begging and like near, like you're near death trying to get me back. Jesus, because he Adam fucks her up. 
Yeah, that's pretty fucked. He is <laughs> a terrible human being. Nearly in there. And all he does yeah. is like, oh, I guess women in. are people. Oh, you do? I love you. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, roll credits. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also a point in the movie where I l- literally laughed out loud. Two of them, for an example, is when um, Adam comes home from being married and he thinks he's going to get some at the end and all of his brothers are waiting for it. Yeah. And trying to, like, cock block him, oh, essentially. Yeah. And then he falls to the bed at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, Adam's all mad because he's not going to get any. And then, it was weird that, like, Millie kind of, like, recanted on that. And it's like, all right, I suppose you can come in, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to come in through this window. And then he crashes through the bed and breaks it. Yeah. And all the brothers all are, the like, are like, oh, oh my God. He's really getting at it. Adam just broke her pelvis. <laughs> so I laughed hard at that. <laughs> and then another one is just a like when Millie is teaching the brothers to be cordial to women yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, when a woman comes in the room, you remove your hat. And then he goes up to Frank and he's like, why didn't you remove your hat? Oh, I didn't comb my hair. And they're not even wearing hats. They're just yeah. tipping invisible hats or whatever. And, like, just that stupid, simple line made me, like, le- belly laugh out loud. Yeah. No, my my favorite scene, which I don't even know if you remember it, but it's just, like, the brothers wake up for the first time in the morning after Millie's cooked breakfast for the first time. And they're just, like, naming off what they smell. Yeah. And the last brother just yells, HOT BREAD! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, he loves fucking hot bread I'll tell you that right now it's just like oh fresh coffee oh my god fresh bacon oh is that biscuits I smell and then there's this guy one guy just like hot bread <laughs> oh shit I lost my shit on that oh well, I guess we should uh, say, do you uh, recommend this musical for people to watch? As problematic as it is, the the first two acts, I think, are entertaining enough that you should definitely check it out. Okay. I also obviously say, <laughs> yes, watch this movie. Yeah. It is probably one of my... F- it is probably my favorite musical of yeah. all time. Just don't let it turn you into an incel. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so what would you grade the movie? That Those first two acts are really good. That last act is so fucking bad. I, I'm gonna... Just because it's still entertaining, I'll give it a B-. minus. Oh, B-, minus. all right. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that it's unwatchable, and I can say if you enter it with an open mind, you'll still have fun with it. You, you might even find the last act to be hilarious with how fucking... Un- unapologetically sexist it is <laughs> but still if keep it in mind how sexist the movie is by the first five minutes yeah it is but you can still kind of see where everyone's coming from it's up to where they abduct the women and then they're like oh okay whatever that you're just like okay that's enough <laughs> but i would still say it's a b minus there's really good dance numbers some of the, like the music for the most part, it's still really good, minus like the love ballads. Some of them are kind of boring, but that first act is really problematic and just like Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie an A. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, I am jaded. My my score is jaded. I do recognize yeah. the ending is 
problematic. I do realize that. And yeah. I knew it going in that it's Stockholm syndrome-y. Like, I knew that. Yeah. But the movie is really fun. Yeah, it's fun. And if you're going in for a musical, I'm expecting you want fun out of it. And I had the most fun out of any musical I've ever seen. So, yeah. Seven Brides gets an A from me. Okay, that's... I'm not going to hold it right. against you. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm probably going to be called an incel pretty soon by you. <laughs> very soon. So. I'm just saying, it. that ending is very, very, like, <clears throat> I'm not saying that, like, if you like this, you're dumb. I'm just saying that, like, given this climate where shit can, people are, like, up explaining things away in a very dumb manner like this almost justifies terrible things people do nowadays all right so made, i don't want those people to watch this you've made your point all right I hear <laughs> i'm you. just saying um well besides that have you besides seven brides for seven brothers have you been into anything else uh in this last well week? grab me another beer i'll oh, i'll explain all right, all right. I, 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 well you have to explain this no <laughs> <laughs> uh well me and molly watched the movie tully with oh, charlie oh, theron yes i know you i think you and chelsea said you were interested in seeing it well we made more jokes about it than anything pretty much else, so i don't but know. no i really liked it i thought it was really interesting and it does coming from someone who has not been a mother of like three kids <laughs> yeah i would say that it, it still it does kind of Put you in the mindset of someone who is, uh, like accepting the fact that they're not gonna live those younger years that they did live mm -hmm. because they have a family and they're not like, and they're they're trying to accept the fact that they're okay with it. Like there's they're in that middle ground where they still want to go out and do all this fun stuff, but they have three kids to take care of. Right. All right. So I I don't know I think you and Chelsea would actually like it. All right, is it on streaming yet? No, I rented the disc because I'm a piece God. of I'm a dumb piece of shit. Fucking incel over here. I'm a fucking disc. incel. <laughs> yeah, I'm an involuntary celibate. Uh, I need I just needed to get there before you called me one. That's it. So that's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I'm an incel, guys. <laughs> won't put out i'm fucking pissed <laughs> um but yeah no uh, uh also on top of that me and molly went to the theaters and saw that movie eighth grade oh how was that is With, that playing in um... it's playing in amc oh okay uh i really really liked it okay i thought it i thought it was like a really accurate portrayal of like middle school mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think like this is probably like the best coming of age movie i've ever seen Whoa. As like opposed to like, like you go and like watch like American Pie or some shit like that, oh, where yeah. everyone is so over the top. Like yeah. everyone in this felt like genuine human beings. Okay, and it wasn't like so in your face. Like, isn't this funny? Like, it's just like <laughs> like small things that kids do at that age. That that like that alone is all the comedy you need, mm -hmm. and it almost is funnier because you do kind of recognize that situation from when you were that age. All right. Like, they have a legit scene where they show the middle school band play the entire Star Spangled Banner, <laughs> and it's fucking awful. 
great. It, like, it, like they just have things where, whether it's teachers trying to seem like one of the kids, where like there's like one scene where like the principal does an announcement and then dabs afterwards, oh, <laughs> just like try and get the kids <laughs> to fucking. But and then there's like every time like a teacher does an announcement, there's at least one kid in the background that just yells something to try and get a laugh. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even tell you how many times that happened in middle school. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's shit like that. But, and even, like, because it's eighth grade, they still, they even have, like, scenes that they play out where, like, uh, it plays off that transition from middle school to high school where you're, like, you come in, you come from middle school being very naive and you're in this entirely new environment that's fun and exciting, but there's newer dangers from when you were in middle school. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really well done. All right. I don't expect this to possibly be on my list at the end of the year because this oh, is really fucking. I really liked look it. Look out! Look out! Yeah, and you can tell that it's made by Bo Burnham because there's 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 like there feels like there's like a few Bo Burnisms in it where it's like you can tell that like because <laughs> Bo Burnhams. Yeah, because because it's like it's based off of like a. A girl that's very socially awkward that he throws some of his own like experiences in there. Bo Burnhamsisms. Bo Burnhamsisms. Yeah. <laughs> Great. No, it's really. I highly suggest going to see Eighth Grade. I didn't it's know that really was playing good. around us. So I'll, yeah. I might no, see I see if I can get the lady out. Yeah, we we just stumbled on it one night because we were just looking for a movie to go see like on a Friday night, and it only it only has two showings, so like you're probably gonna be pretty ah, limited in the when to, when you can go see it. All right. But. Yeah, like, nothing really came out besides the Meg, and we're like, well, I don't want to fucking see that shit in the theater. Yeah. But then we saw 8th Grade, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I want to fucking see 8th Grade. And okay. it's, ugh, real good. Highly suggest it. Sweet. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Um, I read the first issue of the relaunched Fantastic Four Ooh. from Marvel Comics. It's got not a lot of Fantastic Four in it, still building up. Yeah. But... A very uh, surprising thing happened in it. Regardless, um, the Human Torch and the Thing are still on Earth, but Sue uh, and Sue Storm and Reed Richards are out traveling the cosmos still with their daughter and son Valeria uh. and uh, Franklin. So they're out doing all that fun stuff, trying to get they're lost in spacing it. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing and the human torch are on Earth still doing their thing, and they uh, they get word that maybe Franklin or um, Sue and Reed and Franklin and uh, Valeria are maybe possibly coming back. So they get excited that they're coming back, and then it was just a prank done by the Yancey Street Gang. What the fuck? And so the human torch gets all upset, and he's like, "They're dead, Ben." Like. I can't deal with this anymore. You just got to accept that they're dead. But the thing doesn't say, like, he still has hope that his friend's going to come back. He's got rocks for brains. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, Ben has, like, this an emotional moment where he thinks about, like, an old past adventure and all that stuff. And he's got this girlfriend, Alicia Masters, who's that blind sculptor or whatever. Yeah. And he finds this old <clears throat> jewel from an old adventure that is a gem that once you sing into it, it can, like, 
reverberate at the frequency of your universe yeah. so it can always send you home. Yeah. He gives that ring he gives that gem to put into a ring to propose to Alicia Masters because it would always send her home to him. Oh. And I was like, oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. So the thing is betrothed to Alicia Masters. There's a bug by my face. <laughs> so that was like the sweetest thing that happened in it. That's good. And then otherwise it otherwise it had like two other short stories in it, one with Doctor Doom and another one, um, that was just a goof but like otherwise <laughs> i think it was pretty good and i'm i'm looking forward to uh the next issue um i didn't unfortunately i didn't read the last fantastic four run when it was coming out i read it after it was all done and it was really good and so i'm really looking forward to like fantastic four coming out again Nice. They're Marvel's first family. You gotta stick behind that first family. You gotta do it. Um, and then otherwise, I've also been reading Batman Year One for um, a possible future video <laughs> review. There you go. For I saw Threats. the I saw the animated thing for it. I think on I think it was like back when it was on Netflix, and it was pretty decent. Yeah, it's one of it. Even reading it through, I've never actually read it. I've only watched the animated thing a few yeah. times, and it's. If you've seen the animated one, it's pretty true to that so far. Um, I think there's a few things they, like, just leave out for brevity's sake. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm really digging it so far. Frank Miller and... Um, oh, my God. I'm not going to remember the artist's name because the book is all the way upstairs. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's really... The art really complements the Frank Miller's script very well. And Frank Miller at this time is also doing The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. And so he's writing this and then also writing and drawing The Dark Knight Returns. And this is also around the same time that Swamp Thing is coming out by Alan Moore and Watchmen is coming out by Alan Moore. Jesus. And they're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, all this is happening at DC Comics at the exact same time. Oh God. It's nutso. 1986, bruh. Oof, look it out. out sometime. Anyway, so Batman Year One, that's all I've been into, JT. All right. Well, if people, want, if all the incels want to talk to you, JT, where can they do that? Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> you guys are probably so interesting. <laughs> Go ahead and message me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat? Troy, um, before I get into my things, there's like a little Vice thing, a Vice News thing about incels on YouTube I watched. Yeah. They sound so fucking lame. Ugh, man. So like this lady was inter like interviewing an incel and he was just chatting on his group on 4chan, right? Yeah. And like one of his buddies on 4chan, one of his pranks is to whip out his dick and shit his pants. Yeah. And I'm like, these fucking guys suck. Man, I just, <laughs> I hate them so much because, like, I was at a point when I was, like, single where I, like, I wouldn't say that I was going to become, a, like, an incel, but I was, like, flirting with it where I, I would, oh like. Oh, my God. Like, it's, like, I was just, like, man, why can't I find a chick, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, now that I'm, like, now that I'm on the outside looking in where I'm just, like, I just, look, man. You just you, you can't think like that. You just gotta at least try. Yeah, and it just makes me angry. 
makes me very angry. Also, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter, and you can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, all of our episodes are uploaded onto Facebook as well. That's where uh, Judith first hit us up on yes. the Facebooks. Yeah. Um, you can also find us... Um, and our hosting site, if you would like to go there at uh, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com, uh, that has all of our episodes uploaded to a point. Like, the only reason I bring this up is because, actually, Judith yeah. brought up on Spotify, it only had our last 50 episodes up. Ooh. And I'm like, oh. So I went back and redid our RSS feed to upload the last 150 episodes. Shit. So it goes back pretty far, but if you want almost the full stream of it, yeah. Do the pod go to Podbean and it has like 200 something episodes up already. God. So We have no lives. And that's not even all of them yeah. because at one point when we were doing our show when it was different, yeah. for whatever reason it didn't upload all of those. Yeah. They were pretty bad, though. They were a different show. I like some of them, but, like, they were yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway. We would legit, like, get drunk and ask each other rap trivia. That happened once, one and point. we got way too drunk. We got way drunk. Yeah. Um, we like, down IPA beers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can, uh, But you don't have to listen to us uh, on that, because we're on a plethora of other platforms. Of course. We are now on Spotify, which is awesome. We are on Stitcher. Yeah. We are on Google Podcast. Podcasts and on iTunes or Google or not uh, Apple Podcasts is whatever they're rebranding themselves as. Yeah. And if you listen to us on an Apple device, mm -hmm. then why don't you uh, comment and subscribe there, rate and review? Because uh, if you like the show, that helps people find the show as well. Get us up oh, on yes. those charts. Oh yes. Uh, if you got something long form to say, you can do that in a Gmail at review 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 pod at gmail.com. I think that's everything this time. Gotcha. Oh, also new. We are also on starting from the last episode of the well, I guess the first episode of Singing Out the Summer. Yeah. All of our new episodes are also uploaded in full. Onto YouTube as well. Just search Review Review Podcast on YouTube. And if you have a YouTube Red subscription, you can listen to us on there. Uh, such as uh, as you could do any other podcast. Oh, fuck yeah. We're everywhere, babe. Fuck yeah. I also have a few popular episodes previous to that downloaded. I'm going to edit those so it's review only. And put Sweet. those up intermediately. But otherwise, everything from there on, from Singing in the Rain on forward, full episodes up on YouTube as Sweet. well. Sweet. We're everywhere, babe. We're everywhere. Get on it. Get on it. Get on That's it. the show, JT. All right. Well, for next week, you're going to have to keep an eye out because we have, we're deciding to put out some polls for the next two shows. Our first one... Uh, now, tell me if you agree with this, Troy. For the next one, I'm thinking keep the poll open till maybe about Sunday. So that way it gives everyone a chance to see the movie at least over yes. partial weekend. Yeah, open through Sunday. Yeah, and then uh, then we'll do that for the next poll next week. Mm -hmm. So for the next one, uh, we decided to maybe gather some musicals that aren't 
based in the 1950s <laughs> since we did that two times in a row. So uh, we took one of our English friends Judith's recommendations of yep. a of a uh, modern musical and put in Chicago mm-hmm. as one of the options. Yep. Uh, also, our friend Coach Havens yep. put in a idea for The Greatest Showman. Yep. We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've also heard a lot of ideas for Little Shop of Horrors, so yep. we'll put that in there. One of and our listeners, Dirk Feelgood. There you go. Dirk Feelgood put, put in there. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, just for shits and gigs, we're putting Moulin Rouge in there as well. Yep. So yep. there you go. Three more modern musicals. We'll put them in a poll, and then uh, we will officially post what it's going to be on that Sunday, so you have time to watch it, at least watch it part, part of the weekend on that Sunday, mm-hmm. and then we'll do a review on the musical that wins this, and then we'll put out the poll for our last Sing Out the Summer episode the next week. Yes. Which is going to be probably back to older ones, but... Yeah, yep. There's definitely... <laughs> but you got to throw a little bit of money. Yeah, that... that um, God damn it! That one that Chelsea's been saying is probably going to be Brigadoon's probably going to be in there. So yeah. there you go. So you, you might get a chance to watch Brigadoon. There you have it. As well as some other ones that I'm gonna uh, that we'll put in there as well. Got it. Well, that's the show, JT. It's been a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to kill my childhood. Um, hey man, I'm just I'm looking at it through fresh eyes, <laughs> and I'm trying I'm trying to give you the hard truth there. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh so join us next so, week. Alright, you didn't like you didn't like uh Broadway ballet, so I think we're even. Good. <laughs> yeah. You didn't like Broadway ballet and then I tried to convince you that this was for incels, so we're even. We really put <laughs> We really did it. We we evened out. We hate we hate the things we love. <laughs> uh so join us next week where we will be doing um more musicals. More musicals. Modern musicals next week. Yeah, more modern. Um, but until then, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am GT3K. And we are off. Bless your beautiful hide. <laughs>